Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap. So I had to break it down The whole network, man, we coming for the crown Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hello, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. And here with me, I don't have Rich Lotto, but... I do have a special guest for this special midweek, let's say, Joshi edition of 1H Radio. I have with me JD from Red Leaf Retrocast. What's going on, man? I am very excited to be here. It's been a fantastic week of wrestling. We got King of Gate. We got the Owen Tournaments. We got Boss J. We got Catch the Wave. It's tournament season. We are, yes. I mean, yes. Um, okay, so... <laughs> As you mentioned the Boss J, as you mentioned uh, King of Gate, uh, which I will have to talk to you as far as trying to get into Dragon Gate uh, throughout this year or catch up with the rest of the year. Um, maybe, at, maybe at a certain time I'll get into it. I'm definitely going to be trying to get into Dragon Gate this year. Um, but Catch the Wave, I got beef with Catch the Wave. I got beef with Wave. It goes back to 2019 where like I was getting to Joshi. I was like going and, and getting all these shows that I had no legal reason or uh, claim to actually <laughs> owning any of this stuff, but watching it anyway. Uh, and like they were in the middle of catch the wave in 2019, they put up one show and then they didn't put up the rest of the thing. And I was like, well, what the fuck just happened? Where is <laughs> the wave was not caught. And then I find out, oh yeah, they're 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 going on hiatus after they just came off hiatus. I was like, you know what? Wash my hands with them. I only I only know of them because you know because Oscar was in it, uh, our Oscar, America Oscar. And I was like, 
never mind. Like, they don't want me to watch them that bad. I'm never going to watch them again. So you're going to have to try. If you want me to watch, uh, you know, any wave stuff, you like you did earlier this year, you sent me something. I'll watch it if you're sending me something. But outside of that, I'm not going my way to watch uh, Wave. Uh, but um, as far as uh, Best Super Juniors, like, you know, what are your thoughts on Best Super Juniors for real quick before we uh, before we move on to the world of Joshi? Well, I'm fully caught up uh, as of today. And I got to say, from someone that completely punted Best of Super Juniors last year, mm-hmm. I, was, I was pretty low on New Japan. I was taking mm-hmm. a break. I, Wrong time say, of the year. Yeah, it was the wrong time of year. Nothing felt right about it. It wasn't into like a repeat of 2020. This year is incredible. It feels like New Japan's back. It's filled with new, fresh talent, fresh faces, fresh matchups. The stories, the stories they're telling throughout Boss J, whether it's Hiromu's leg or uh, anything from Gino Gambino coming in. Well, as Dookie gets the Dookie Chokey, <laughs> the Doki Chokey, and he he's like, Kevin, it's me, Gino Gambino here. It's the Doki Chokey. <laughs> I was like, everything they're doing in between has has really hit very well. Uh, we finally got, in my opinion, one of those Big Dave star ratings, you know, four and a half star matches, mm-hmm. in my opinion, with El Fantasmo and uh, Robbie Eagles. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, it was just the consistency has been so high across the board. Just 3.25 to 3.75. You're guaranteed like a whole show to be that. And depending on your taste, you'll throw a four star in there every mm-hmm. now and again, along with those stories, as I, as I mentioned, that every, the continuity of the tournament has just been phenomenal. I, I, I absolutely love it this year. I can't speak highly enough. All right. Um, now, once I am done with the starting pay-per-view this weekend and double <laughs> or nothing, this will be like next week, basically Memorial Day is when I will start like cherry picking, uh, you know, like the, 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 uh, the bounty that is like the matches that I've heard so many good things about, um, going into, um, the final, uh, like, you know, Jeremy from keeping the strong side, he does match ratings for my, for my money. I think he's one of the most objective star ratings people that's out there that does it publicly. It's hard. I like the work looks. he does. And, yeah. um, like the stuff he recommends to me, I'm going to say, what are your, you know, what are the 10 or what, what number of, you know, what are your four star matches and above or that sort of thing, whatever he, he gives me, I'm going to watch and like, I'm going to basically like throughout the week, next week, watch all that stuff in chronological order and then, like, be ready for the pay-per-view or for the final next weekend. That's what I'm going to do. And, like, I can't wait. Like, I have missed Best of Super Juniors. Like, I think the last time I was in on it was, quite frankly, like, Shingo on one block and Will Ospreay on the other block. And then they finally meet um, in 2019. So, like, the pandemic, like, I just – it was really hard. Like, I, like I watched the um, – I watched the Grand Prix in 20, not Grand Prix, I'm sorry, uh, the G1 in 2020, <laughs> and um, I loved it, but, like, I watched it on a binge where I was, like, I'm up till 3 a.m., like, you know, watching watching Evil and that bullshit <laughs> in, the, in the B block, just disappointing me. Every every other show is, is nonsense, except for Tanahashi, um, and, like, you know, I was, like, the last two, or, sorry, or 2021, 20, I was, like, nah. I have I don't even have it in me to watch the watch a G one. Um so but yeah, like like to so like now that like 
it seems that we, you know, Best Super Junior has, do, has done so well this year. It's kind of back to where it was um, before the pandemic. Like, I, my excitement level is just, like, ready for all of that and also, like, getting ready for it being the right time of the year for the G1s. And then, like, you know, with that, you know, five-star, like, tournament season, like, it's, it's a blast. It just is. Um, So, now, to the world of Joshi. <laughs> Stardom. Yes, sir. We have not on this show covered stardom since the Cinderella tournament final. Um, Mariah wins the Cinderella tournament. And since then, uh, after that, they went to golden week where they loaded it up. Um, they couldn't do it, do golden week in the way that they have done it in previous years, like 2019. Um, they couldn't do it in 2020. They couldn't do it in 2021. And this year they did not fuck around. They put, I think you know, between the nine days, between the two, two weekends, um, they put seven shows on. It was wild. They even put a pay-per-view on a Thursday. I thought the pay-per-view was really good. I But there was just a shit ton of stuff, and it started stacking up on me. And, like, today is when I finally caught up on everything. <laughs> or not this day, but, like, this week is when I caught up on everything. So that's, I think, ten shows in general, um, including New Blood uh, 2. And, like... Basically, I just want to kind of do like a crash course of what happened over the month of May to get us to the pay-per-view. And then uh, after that, we'll finish up with talking about uh, Nomads and um, what do you think of Nomads uh, as far as like what it means for the scene, uh, what it was as far as the show, what it could be uh, going forward. Um, and then um, we'll talk about uh, I want your thoughts on um hannah's tribute show i did not get a chance to watch it i will um as soon as the show is done and i put it up but i, I just wanted your thoughts on it and i um because like i felt really bad last year when like i didn't cover it on the show in retrospect it was just a thing where like it slipped my mind and then like time went on it was well, too far it was really past. hard as well at the time it's it's, it's very tough uh to cover someone that has uh, touched the fan base as much as she she did. I, I feel like um, this year it was much much more acceptance to watch the tribute show than it was last year. Hmm. At least that was my feeling on it. it. For me, it wasn't a thing where it was that it was hard to do emotionally for me. It was just, it was like I was caught up in a bunch of things and it slipped my mind and then like the next week after that is like it passed, and for me, it was right, like yeah. you know, it was just, it was this thing where it's like, damn, I I botched that one, I screwed that one up. So, um, I guess let's just um, let's just get into stardom. Um, oh wait, uh, first, I guess I will tell myself to hit the music. I guess uh, where we start is from, we basically started the pay-per-view from um, March, I'm sorry, not March, May 5th on Thursday. It was, uh, I believe it was called the Golden Week Tour. Um, it was in, it was held in Fukuoka. Uh, the last two matches were um, based on the two Fukuoka, or two Fukuoka acts challenging for the tag titles and also the white belt 
You had uh, Kaguma and Hazuki, both from Fukuoka, Fukuoka Double Crazy, versus their, at this point, nemeses, <laughs> Starlight Kid and Momo. And um, I, I thought the match was great. I don't know which uh, sets of matches between Hazuki and Momo I like the most out of the three they've had on big shows this year, but, like, they're just dynamite together. And, like, when I watch them, I feel like this is great, but I feel like they have, like, some four and a half in their in their bag somewhere down the line that we're going to get. And, like, we'll all remember, you know, remember that way. But um, to watch them go down the final stretch where, you know, Momo and Momo and Hazuki are going at it. Way up the aisle, you have Starlight Kid holding off Konami, not Konami, Kagetsu. I could get all the K's. <laughs> Is anybody else with a K I want to say? K- Kansai, like, uh, Kimura, uh, but um, Kyoko. But yeah, like uh, having Kaguma so far up the aisle because she because fe- she feels like um, Momo's going to send bring it home, and then Hazuki, you know, last second uh, escapes, pulls out the Hazuki straw, gets the win, and like. You see the pinfall coming as you see Starlight Kid sprinting up the aisle trying to make it to the ring for the save, but gets in there too late, slides in too late. She's too far away. I thought it was a great finish and like it was a great it it seeing the Fukuoka double crazy thing is like a it just feels like their connection and their friendship and um in their story like and how they met back together at Osaka Joe Hall, like, I feel like this is, like, the one of the really cool things, a long-form storytelling that Stardom has done over the last, uh, let's say, half of a year. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the match? So, I've noticed a kind of 50-50 split in the way people feel about this match. Everyone kind of recognizes that it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the universal thought process of the match itself, but from how people have rated it and what it stands up against, uh, just from at least my 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 group that I pay attention to is if you're kind of an AJW-esque fan, we'll kind of group it that way, then this match emulates very much those high-end 90s-esque tag-style matches. Okay. And if you're into that, those those that that fan base rates this like four and a half to to five stars. Hmm. Because like, it's it emulates that a lot, as opposed to say the match last year was say ALK against uh, 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 Micah and Himika, where from that April, emu- yeah, right, and and that was more of a slower paced bomb throwing match that I'll compare it to JWP style, <laughs> okay. just for comparison's sake. So it, it's it's definitely a uh, like a new ju- my interpretation, of course. A, a new Joshi fan, a newer Joshi fan mm-hmm. that may not be familiar with that style, rate doesn't rate this as high. Does that make sense? So, okay. So, what will be the basement rating for a person that thinks that doesn't think the world of this match? Do you think? I mean, I've seen it go as as low as three and a half to four. That's kind of that range. Okay, so I guess maybe I'm in the low range because like I have it at like a four flat. Right. Um, but it, like, for me personally, like, I'm not a person that think like, a four, like, given, like, what the Dave Meltzer, in quotations, the Dave Meltzer <laughs> rating was supposed to be, like, four means great match. Sure. So, like... Like, like I said, everyone recognizes that it's good to great. Okay. It's just how, it's, it's like, the, the, the discrepancy is 
more a, more of like a almost a fan recognition of what the style is mm-hmm. and how it resonates with them, which I found it. I found this match particular really fell into that split more so than a lot of other matches out there, at least from a tag style perspective. Interesting. That was huh, kind that- of a dialogue I was I was uh, I was starting and researching, and it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, because like I I mean look I I watch. I've watched very little AJW. I mean, when I say very little, I mean, like, I may have watched maybe 90s AJW, maybe something around 50 matches, right? Right. Like, you know, like, I'm not watching them, you know, I'm not watching all, I'm not, I'm not going on watching um, AJW classics. I'm not, that's not my thing, right? Like, I, well, I saw one a couple weeks ago and I was like, what is this? Like, why, like, why is somebody, <laughs> why is some, some backstage geek handing, like, uh, Amazing Kong bananas, and then but she comes out later and whoops that dude's ass because he's racist. Obviously, like what the hell is this? But that that but that's like oh this man, that was a big thing in RCN. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I, like I, what what else? What else am I going to watch to make me not want to watch y'all? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like, I just clicked on a random episode, right? And I'm like, and then the one I find is like where the ra- where they do a racism. I was like, oh god, this can't be good. So, but <laughs> I I mean, just to be clear. Like Arsian's like whole premise was to tack. Uh, part of it was to tackle racism. No, and, no, 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 no. Not not Aja Kong, amazing Kong. Or, no, or I know awesome exactly Kong. what you're talking okay. about. But but like Aja Kong had a history of like a lot of racial remarks right. to her right. and a lot of prejudice. Yeah. And so absolutely. Yeah, a, a big chunk of Ar- Arsian, my understanding is they wanted to really tackle that in like storylines and things. Hmm. Okay. Which obviously it doesn't like, if you don't know that it's just like, hold on, what, what's going on here? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he did, I mean, it did have a nice moral of the story where like, where, you know, dude got his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. You're a piece of shit. You're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> right. Right. But I was just like, yo, I was not expecting this. Like, you know, it, it's not, I was like, yo, what, <laughs> How, am I am I the first person that's seen this? Because you know, AJ, you know the the, the oh, masks no. they go up, and he's <laughs> like, "Yo, I don't, you know, I don't really, I'm not really in that circle where people talk about like these retro shows like that." So I was like, "Uh, oh yeah, it'll take it'll take you by surprise some of these things, especially in Japan." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they'll quit. They're look. They'll, let's not let's, let's not blackface in a heartbeat. They'll go. On, they'll put yeah. blackface on in a heartbeat. They 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 yeah. Yeah, they will. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 not uh, they're not much. <laughs> they're not immune to these things. Like, what the fuck am I watching, bro? Like, what is going on? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was a great match. I, you know, like, and for me, in tag matches in general, in stardom, like, there haven't been there. That's not like a thing where like I just just give out like two v two tag matches four stars that often. Like, I I've been watching since two thousand nineteen. I think I've watched every show since 2019. Like, I don't think, mm-hmm. I mean, like, outside of Tag League, I mean, I, I, I'd have to, I'd have to, I, I could probably come up with a list, but, like, the list ain't long a four-star ma- match that I've given four flat stars or better out at the 2v2 tag stuff. So, I thought it was, I thought it was a great match, and, um, but I never really thought it was, like, a match of the year contender or a match of the month contender in that way. Oh, man, I got this ranked as my uh, number two tag match of the year right behind uh, FTR and Briscoes. Really? Yeah. You thought it was better than Young Bucks and FTR, too? Oh, I was there live for that one, so that's got a little asterisk next to it. <laughs> okay. 
Huh. Like live experience, live experience definitely uh, does something different to you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, I will probably wait. end up three. Okay. 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 That's yeah. that's. I feel like there's been other stuff that I would. I'd have to go through it, but whatever. Um. So. But you know what I mean. Like I, I just adored the match get, so I much. Yeah. It, it's it, it's definitely reminiscent to me of those old '90s, uh, just sprints gotcha. where it's. It's try to isolate your opponent, do hit double teams in, mm-hmm. out, in, out, the cardio, uh, hitting bombs, and then just for someone to just pull out a move out of nowhere to steal the victory because otherwise there was just no never end end to it is <laughs> the only way to it, yeah, it's just the only way to to end it. Uh, I thought it worked great. And the hometown team won, which was yep. a very good uh, story to it. The did you know this? The first two time Goddesses of Stardom champions. Ever. Yeah, I, uh, like I that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, um, I knew it, and I was like, but once they rebooked the match, and I was, and I saw, okay, so they're they're putting, and then also like the part that I liked about it because like one, and it felt like their reign was done when they lost the belts because it, you know, they they lost them in March and they had just won them in January. Um, Kaget, I was like Kagetsu. Why do I keep saying Kagetsu's with these cases? Kaguma is on your mind right now. Well, yeah, Yoshino is on my mind. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, FWC, like, you know, they've only had the belts for a few months. Both of them individually, like, not only are they being protected in stars um, this year, like, they're. Winning, they at one point they were winning a ton of matches. Uh, you know, like or putting, you know, being the person that wins the match for stars. Um, so, like I thought that stars was getting star, Kaguma, and, you know, in both of them end up being in the semifinal of Cinderella tournament, all of that stuff together. And I was like, okay, like they've given them, they given Hazuki a, a pretty consistent push. Um, since coming back, and. You know, it felt like that title reign wasn't over with. And then they, you know, they rebooked the match and they put, you know, for the Fukuoka show, they put those two there and they put Micah in the main event. And I was like, okay, somebody, one of them has to win. And I know that there's never been a number, a two time um, goddesses of stardom tag team champion. But if you were to ask me, if you're going to tell me they're going to do a show in, Two acts hometown, but both of them in title matches where they're both challenging. And between between, you know, FWC or Micah, who is more likely to win right now? I would have I would have said Hazuki and Konami. God damn it, I said Konami. <laughs> Boy, you're all over the place with yes, the K's. I don't <sighs> the, the fucking K's. And Kaguma. So I uh so between Kaguma and Hazuki, um, I was like, I think they're most likely to win, which like, and once they did win, I was happy for them. Um, and my mini thought was, my mini thought was, oh, Micah. Oh, Micah. So, um, the transition to the main event of that show, um, I thought this was the best match they've ever had. Uh, Kamatani in, um, Micah for the white belt. And, I've, they were putting in the big boy slot or the big adult slot, given main event length. Um, I th- was it twenty five minutes, something like that, close to it. It was. It went over twenty. 
24 minutes, 58 seconds. There you go. And like you, you watch and as I'm watching, I feel the pacing of it. And it felt like they're they're in, you know, they're in for 25 plus minutes. Felt main event mode to me. <laughs> right. And I'm watching it. And like, I don't necessarily think um, outside of doing outrageous stuff where she tries to kill Tam, that she's really <laughs> meant that she's really meant to go that kind of lift. But um, for me, like I've I've been all in on Kamatani's defenses this year, um, and it really yeah. it, it have really enjoyed them and enjoyed like if not all of it, portions of it, and especially the closing finish. Like the you know obviously Unagi's only as good as Unagi is right now, but that closing stretch um, in that match and at the anniversary show was like so impressive, and to see her in there with obviously someone much better like Micah. Um, I thought it was a big moment for both of them in their in their career rivalry and like you know the lead up where Mike is like, I don't even want this belt. I just want to take it from you because I hate you. And <laughs> and you know looking at where they started out in 2020 to now, where like it was always Micah like kind of like almost being dismissive of Kamatani and Kamatani at that point losing so many matches and. Micah having the, the future belt and literally like always stopping Kamatani and Kamatani can catch up and Mike was so much more concerned with catching up with uh Utami than actually catching up with Kamatani and like Kamatani beats her um in the Grand Prix last year, beats her in Cinderella, and like Mike is kinda like, Wow, this person that I've always looked up I've always looked down on is like above me now and then uh Kamatani comes out on top and beats her again. And like, I, I feel like I thought it was really dramatic. I thought it was awesome. And like, I think Micah's now in flux in a crossroads now of like, I, this is like the first time I've really like flat out failed. Like I failed, you know, trying to beat Utami in, in December um, or late last year for the red belt. The person that like, I always was, I always knew I had a leg up on is now beating me like three straight times. What am I, what am I going to do now? And um, at the end, you know, Kamatani says, you know, I know you you say you hate me, but like you're an important person in my career and like you'll always be my rival and all that kind of thing. And then Mike was like, you know what? I don't really hate you, but I'm not going to stop till I beat you. And I was like, that's that's <laughs> I appreciate that. And I was like and I, I thought the match was great. And um, I thought it was a big moment for them. And like, I feel like they're going to be doing this for like the next five years. It sure feels like that. The I came away from this show with a lot of thoughts of kind of where these wrestlers are positioned, what what potential stories they have going forward, who's going to be focused where. I thought I, I think Stardom has done such a tremendous job in accomplishing a lot of that. Where just coming out of the show with the tag belts, just kind of uh, taking one step back on that one. Mm-hmm. There. Uh, when Hazuki didn't win Cinderella, I really put out the question like, okay, now what now for her? Mm -hmm. Cause they had lost the tag belts. Yep. And so I, I was like, okay, when they lost, when they gained back the tag titles, I go, Oh, okay. Things kind of started making more sense to me where now they're positioning the tag titles again to mean something a lot more than it has in the past especially in the last year, year and a half. And that'll, that'll keep 
people like Momo and Hazuki in prominent positions in that tag division, while Asaya Kamatani and Utami, Tam, they could like the main event is healthy in stardom. They're over. They're they're drawing good houses in the main event. There's no reason to really change that. And right now Mirai is positioned to kind of join them in a way, or at least at a white belt type level. You gotta you gotta start positioning people in prominent roles on other places at the card. You have Unagi and Mina kind of kicking around in other promotions and and being like gatekeepers of stardom in a fun way. (laughs) I am the gatekeeper. This is the, this is the gate to professional wrestling. (laughs) Unagi Sayaka fucking said this. It's phenomenal. She just shows up in Gambari. She's like, I don't know any of you suckers, but I'm going to assess you anyway. (laughs) Did she do that? Did she do that for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. that's fucking hilarious. Like I, I like, you know, obviously I knew about the Diana thing, um, and obviously she was in the um the sixtieth anniversary Corokin Hall show, but like I, you know, like for me, everything clicked into place for her last year, um in, in the like last third when like my showed up and Waka showed up and like it it unleashed what turned into the assessor gimmick. But before then, like, I was really liking her basically being, I was calling her at the time middle child Unagi, whereas, like, when she was, you know, her being so gung-ho and so over-eager, like, for me, she can be grating at times, um, especially when she wasn't good or or, or, or when she was flat or she was just bad. That's a better way to say it. She was bad. And when she's, uh, like, the only, like, the only quality she had at the time was, like, she was a geek that was getting her ass kicked. Um... So like now that she's like a, not a pen eater anymore, and she you know she's progressed with the match the white belt match with Tam and Kamatani and like the, the you know kind of like this small simple story they they of progr- a progress they showed throughout last year with her versus Shuri throughout the year multiple times probably like four times like and then like you get that you get people that are actually geeks now and she was literally like a year ago in that same place but obviously she's taller than them. Um, so like she she can kind of like be like, all right, come with me, whatever. Come come on, Waka, come on, my bring your asses or whatever else. And like they would eat these pens, and then she would like take basically take care of them. And then like the way she treats <laughs> and the way she treats uh Waka, like she's like the biggest geek. Like she will go hang out with her, take pictures with her, and be like, I'm alone, like stuff like that. I thought I, it endeared me to like she's just like it endeared me to her. Um, and then like once she's, and then that led to directly into the assessor stuff where like my comes in, she's like, who the hell are you? I want to match. I'm gonna beat your ass. You can't come to cosmic angels. Tam puts her in cosmic angels anyway. Same thing happened with Waka. <laughs> and then like, then it goes from all right, those two. Then it's like anybody that shows up Kyrie WWE. What the hell is that? Who the hell are you? Like, it's just, it's just funny. Like, it's like. You are about to die, and you don't even know it, but we know it, and, like, you were talking so much cash shit before your impending doom. It's great. Like, it, when she wins, it's great. When she loses, even better. And, like, you need, so, you need like, you know, I don't want to say it's necessarily comedy relief, because she's really doing real wrestling or whatever you want to call that, but, like, to see her progress to where, like, she doesn't have to get her hand held and all that kind of stuff, like, in these trios matches with Tam... Um, 
or with Mina in there and Mina has to take all the heat and the only thing she can do is come is come in and do a hot tag. Like I've appreciated her growth throughout the year and like the whole assessor thing is just great for me. It really is. Um and I mean I don't know where this goes, but like obviously uh by the accounts of stuff, like they really wanted to like put her into the semi or the semifinals of the Cinderella tournament. Like they really like her. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been high on her since her TJPW days. I've always kind of seen some sort of potential with her. Hmm. Uh, she, she definitely has the character and the looks to be incredible a, gear. Yes, very very eccentric, eccentric, <laughs> just like her personality. <laughs> she, she just needs to calm down, take it down like two notches. Um, no, never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> She's messing with Great Khan these days. They're I like saw that. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and like Great Khan is like he's somebody that that's um He's gonna be on the uh, startup show coming up this weekend. Oh, he's gonna announcing? Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it's it's interesting how much um how well he's doing as compared to like um when he started. Like obviously he was doing the you know, the the shouting promos and all that kind of stuff and he right. you know and it's hard to tell with the crap, with the clap crowd environment, all that kind of stuff. And then you would see like, you know, the towels and, and everything like he's obviously, I don't know how big of a deal he's going to be in the future, but obviously he's going to be a big part of the future for new Japan. And it's interesting to see like, you know, how, how that goes, because you look at him and it's like, he's like a jack of all trades, but, um, but yeah, uh, getting back to it, uh, Later, or I think two days later after that pay-per-view, you end up getting the high-speed match between um, Azumi versus, uh, I'm going to get it right this time, Koguma. (laughs) Uh, What do you think of that match? Yeah, I I didn't get to really finish my thoughts on the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. uh, We can backtrack. uh, uh, Just real real quick. Uh, Phenomenal. Uh, my, my My big comparison was, as I was watching it, just a light bulb went off. It was like, it just dawned on me. It's like just last year at Cinderella in the final, most of the fan base, or at least in my circle, I always preference that is we all kind of came away going, ah, you know, pretty good. Not bad. Uh, Kamatani won. That's interesting. I guess we'll see where they grow from here, what they'll do. You know, we were kind of melancholy on it all. Huh. Uh, yeah. You know, not good. Not, not great. Or, um, not bad, but not great. We weren't blown away. You're just really, kind of, yeah, huh? Yeah, I think I get that we're match just, four stars. <laughs> yeah, we were we, we were in my my circle. We were generally a little lower, but hmm. we weren't like blown away. And then okay. just watching this one this year, it just blew it out of the water. And it's only a year later, and it's just it's just a testament to both wrestlers' growth, uh, what it means to have a rivalry like this. Between two wrestlers, Kamatani, as you said, is now like a step above Micah. Where does Micah go next? What does she do? She has two major rivals in the company in Kamatani and Utami. She can't beat them. She can't beat either of them. Yep. She can't win the tag titles with Himika. She lost that. Yeah. So all she's got left is the trios titles, more or less. Yeah. She doesn't win that. That's an interesting story in itself where now Michael's a big fat loser. <laughs> but she's so good and gets herself over in the ring. 
and her her personality is growing as well throughout the last year year and a half since she's come in you know she's coming out on that uh that platform and the dancing and in front of the home crowd those are big deals and i'm really excited to see where she goes coming out of this match and she's got a lot of uh she reminds me a lot of Casey in Dragon Gate, where, okay. where very uh, she obviously doesn't have the eccentric personality he does, but he loses a lot of like big time title matches, and uh, he he just won King of Gate last year and main evented their biggest show of the year finally, and he but he the difference is he started off as a comedy jobber essentially, and he's grown from there. Okay, so di- different origins. Wasn't uh, he obviously was he champion last year? No, okay. he's never won the title. Who beat Shun for it? Yamato. That's who I'm. Okay, okay. Totally yeah. wrong person. Totally different person. Okay. Yeah. So Micah, Micah's now lost a lot of these big title matches. Couldn't gain back the tag titles. I. Is, she's someone to pay attention to. I'm curious where, where, and uh, how she goes from from here for the throughout the rest of the year. It could be a way to kind of uh, because she's been such a focus of the last year and a half, where. Now that she has all these losses, they can kind of put her on uh, the back burner for a little while and get other people into her spot and rest the body, uh, uh, do more do more things in the undercard to keep her keep her fresh and rebuild the character up again. It it reminds me a lot of like last year's Momo, right? Um, as far as just like this person's this person is good enough to at this point, this person has displayed enough to be good enough to be champion hasn't broke through we don't in like the way that she's lost you almost doubt if she will break through or not which makes it interesting for me personally and like when it, and now we're at tournament time and like now they're looking around at each other and now you feel like now they're going to try to figure out and scramble to be desperate or whatever else and that's kind of a story like i remember uh last year's grand prix like the first day when it was mayu versus momo and i was like they both need the, to this win right here, right now, on the first day. <laughs> Given how bad the year, how like how the year and uh, you know ha- had gone for both of them at that point in time, and I thought it was interesting. And like, um, there's there's no doubt they're still pushing her and featuring her heavy. It's just it's just wondering like, does she need to make a change to in to you know to you know get herself to the next level? Because um, obviously you know as you mentioned with. Um, with her growth, like she's charismatic, she's just dry. She has a she has a dry charisma about her. Like when she does the the, the dancing stuff, when she does the you know the um the kuma stuff with Kaguma, <laughs> like like she clearly has a sense of humor and joke. And that's the thing, um, even more so than like um than Utami. I think she's funnier than Utami is. I think people don't realize how funny Utami is. Like she just even besides the Utami Nakano thing, like. She's funny and she makes all these smirks and stuff, and her sense of humor is just dry. I don't think she's stoic; she's just dry. Um, and like, obviously, like once she gets in the ring, she starts throwing bombs. That's, that that changes everything. What you think of them as personalities, or because once the bell rings, they can go. Um, but like, I think that's there's more stuff for um, Micah in different like aspects of showing her personality um, to get herself over. It's just she hasn't found that thing yet. But like. Even the stuff last year with Momo when she was like trying to quote, convince her to come to DDM, like I thought that was <laughs> I, like I thought that was I thought that was fun. So um, I just wonder what her next thing is to kind of get her to how she you know breaks through. And I think that's gonna be interesting to see what that looks like over the next you know last half of the year. 
Yeah, start Stardom is in a great position position with a healthy roster, and I feel they got they finally have a lot of their roster slotted in a healthy way, and it doesn't really feel like anyone's buried, which is important. It doesn't. It does. It, and people are still getting chances. People are are still in in roles up and down the card, wherever they might be uh, this month or the next. Mm-hmm. Like. Mayu against Tekla really impressed me on, on that show. That's Tekla's oh best God. match I've ever seen. Oh, okay, so we got to talk about that. I can't believe I forgot about it. This is another match I gave four stars to. Um, the press conference, Tekla talks about how, like, you know, um, for Mayu, this is just her getting her grand slam, and that's good for her. But, like, for me, like, this championship's important to me. Like, after the show's... She talks about how, like, you know, they ask the wrestlers if they want to take the belt with them, and she always keeps her belt, and she sleeps with it, and she felt like that became a part of her, an extension of her body, and she's let not me, going... Let me, let me interrupt you on that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the stardom press conferences being uh, big tools to further storytelling within the promotion? What do I think of them as I'm doing that? Yeah. I like it. Um... I wish you know. I wish they were all translated and put out. As opposed, to I have to go to um, Shigio or Dana um, to, to, to find out about them. But like, I I like them. Like, cause you know, Stardom. So much of their stuff is go to a quick little like thirty second promo. Go to the match. Go to the um. Go to the ring and you know, wrestle your match. If you have anything to say or whatever else, they may translate it. They may not translate it. And then if you, and then if you're like below the fourth match on the card, you don't get to talk. You just lose your match, win your match, and then go to the back. So I feel like it's done. It's done some. It's definitely helped my fandom as far as you know, learning more and more about the stories and what they're trying to go for, as opposed to just like have a match and go to the ring. Like seedling's cool i enjoy seedling but i'm never going to be able to get into you know the storytelling aspect of seedling like i do starting because it's so there's so much more stuff available to me yeah yeah uh there was there was just some uh conversations about i've seen in other circles where uh why are they bothering with storytelling and press conferences when it should be done in the ring and at shows and go well and i was my, my train of thought was well, this is extra content, and it's making it to me. It, it's it's closer to like what boxing and MMA does, and what New Japan does, for example. Or Noah does it the same way. It's very it's a very Japanese way to go about things. I've even, I mean, Seedling and uh, Ice Ribbon do press conferences to further their storytelling. It's not right. like inherently different or unique to Stardom, right? And Stardom's always done it, just not in like official press conferences right like they used right. to do like they used to yeah, go like, into what? like that that house or that apartment that like rossi owns or rents <laughs> or whatever else they used yeah, to sit exactly. at the table and do that all the time yeah yeah it feels much more big time now and, and, and important where before a big pay-per-view or a big show that we have these press conferences and to me they they it's a, it's another tool they're using right. to further for the storytelling and honestly who doesn't uh, just like to bring this? up I'm almost dismayed that someone would say they don't like it. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you uh, off air. <laughs> well, no, but before we even get into the name part, I mean, like, just fundamentally speaking, why, why, it's almost like saying, like, uh, the 
the 24-7 knockoff the AEW does before every pay-per-view, right? Uh-huh. It'd be like saying, like, never, don't do that. Why would you not want to do that? I'm right. not, it's not, it's not, it is not essential viewing to where if you're a fan, you have to watch it. It's supplementary. It helps add depth to, to what you're trying to tell. If you watch it, great. If you don't, no big deal. I don't know why people would hate that. That sounds that that sounds almost backwards to me. I agree. Yeah, yeah, man. I <laughs> like I, I don't get it. Um, but but uh, I don't even know where we were just now. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Mayu in in um in 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 Tekla. Yeah. So her saying all that stuff about how you know how how much the SWA belt means to her and i think she even mentioned that, i think she may have said this was her first belt she ever won in wrestling i can't remember or not but um then you get to the match and you see like mayu just kicks her ass outclasses her she gets desperate she's out on the floor mayu comes for uh, through the ropes for a tope she grabs the title and uses the uses the title as a weapon to just try to stay alive mayu ultimately overcomes it uh, ends up beating her, and then like as you know, Ross is in the ring, handing the SWA belt over to Mayu, and Mayu's with the trophy and everything. Like you just see the look, like the camera shot they did of uh, Tekla, like just, just, just breaking down because she's lost it. Like I thought, it, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. You get, you get how much uh, she actually really cared about it. You, you feel something for this person outside of you know her having weird sexual tension with the wrestlers. Like I, I, I really loved it. Like it gave, it was great pathos for me. Like I, I thought it was great. And like, as you mentioned, um, you were going to mention like that match was great. And like, it's the best, uh, Tekla match I've ever seen. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. Um, so like I've, I've watched a little, I think I watched one or two matches, no, two matches of her in ice ribbon. And I thought in two matches in like seedling, I thought she's good. And then watching her, you know, the stuff with me, I thought she's very good. And then basically from the the first day of Sumo Hall in March to now, I'm thinking like, she's damn good. And, you know, she's doing less and less of the of the stick stick of, you know, I'm a spider and, and high and I'm a crazy gaijin and like she can go. She just flat out go. Um, so I'm really interested to see what happens. Um yeah, I, I really like how she was very eccentric with that at first. And then as she once she kind of got over in that sense, she's dialed it back and now it's just key spots where she where she does that. And the the fact that she's gone out of her way to learn Japanese and yeah. utilize that is huge in getting over. Like just just referencing like best of the super juniors. Mm-hmm. Alex Zane and Ace Austin are embracing Japanese culture and posting social media, posting things in Japanese and doing essentially uh, embrace, embracing the culture. And that's mm-hmm. very important in getting over in a in a foreign country for a foreign wrestler. I mean, you see what the catch is doing. He's hitting up Cinnabon. <laughs> exactly. And he's hitting up like Bubba Gum Shrimp and <laughs> he's like. <laughs> The, the AEW audience is now learning about the guy. And that was a conversation I, I've really wanted to have with, like, just TJPW and DDT wrestlers in AEW as opposed to New Japan wrestlers. Where the AEW audience, th- th- this might be an issue with stardom in a way, uh, because the AEW audience knows, to an extent, WWE, 
because a lot of the wrestlers yep. and 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 just media and all that mm-hmm. very in tune with that part. Ring of Honor. Yep. For obvious reasons. Yep. And New Japan. Yep. Because of Kenny Omega and the Bucks and their origins. Right. What they what they clearly don't know a large contingent. Of course, there's going to be people here and there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But when Takeshita first came out against Jay Lethal, if the AEW audience knew him like a Minoru Suzuki or a New Japan wrestler Ishii or Nagata, they would have chanted his name, but they chanted Jay Lethal's yep. name instead. So when when I when I saw that for myself, I realized okay, there has to be a different approach to this man as opposed to someone that you assume the audience already knows. Right. So why I bring this up is Mayu has won the SWA title. Mm-hmm. And a lot of conversation among Joshi fans is what does this mean for things like the forbidden door aspect uh, with AEW and, and whatnot. Here I mean, the go. conversation ha- has to be had. She does have a brief, brief history in Ring of Honor, and there's a reason why it's specifically Mayu, right? And not like Momo, <laughs> for example, or even Tekla, even though she speaks English. She would be a good con- candidate. She doesn't have that history that Mayu does. So this is a strategic thing for down the line if and when they want to use that. If at all, it could be nothing for all we know. It could be just be a, a stardom story that they want to tell with the Grand Slam. But the mm-hmm. options now there. So if Mayu goes over to an AEW crowd, the odds are higher. They will know her as opposed to, say, Momo. I'm just throwing her out or as an literally anyone else on the roster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to you have to approach these companies differently in order to get them over with your audience because the 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 AW audience, as much as you and I know stardom, a good chunk of people don't watch stardom. (laughs) Right. Right. It'd be like you know we we were talking about this before we started recording. We were talking about how you know, um, going into last year or going last year going into this year, so many people talk are looking closely like the attendance numbers between. And average attendance and all this kind of stuff between Dragon Gate and Stardom this year for who's going to, you know, by the end of the year finish up as number two now, right? Because um, obviously, you know, Dragon Gate. Or at least Star- just from a comparison perspective, I mean, Stardom's clearly above Noah at this point. I think that's yeah, more of an yeah, app it, yeah, comparison it's, it's, right now. Yeah, but the perception, even among Puro fans, is Noah's the bigger company. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I mean, even going looking at the last year, people we were talking about speculating on that stuff. It was like they're two and three are clearly on a, in a in a tier to their own, and then obviously, you know, New Japan is the sun, but <laughs> right, but like it was clearly like is shaping up to be a, a two team race for who's going to be number two between Dragon Gate and Stardom and Noah. Like you're you're like four and you're you're a tier below trying to catch up to Stardom and, and Dragon Gate and like. We talk about you that way because the history you got in your Tokyo still and, you know, it's women and it's, uh, you know, and it's the west side of the country that people, you know, politically politically box out when it comes to these awards. Right. And and uh, stardom as a women's promotion already has an uphill battle yep. with a lot of aspects yep. uh, in in women's wrestling and especially in the West. 
I mean, I just went to, I go to, I go to WWR Women's Wrestling Revolution. I went to that first Maria Canella show. There was sixty people at that show. The very first one, just horrendous, just thin attendance. Yeah, uh, most of it by their own design, I think. But yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but women's wrestling has a stigma, and that's 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 a, a major thing that they have to overcome. So stardom concentrating on their domestic audience is first and foremost. Yep. The last thing on their mind. That's why that's why when you read things in the observer or you hear things coming out of like whatever Rossi feeds Fumi on a Friday or something. Yep. Rossi is, the Rossi to Fumi to Dave Mel's connection strong. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of it's like you don't hear that, that Rossi's like, "Oh yeah, we want to open the forbidden door and send over DDM." It is like yeah, we could possibly use, you know, Tony Storm at our biggest show of the year at the end right. at Sumo Hall. You know, our audience yeah. is more familiar with her. They're not mentioning Britt Baker. Right. Uh, Julia's thrown out Tay Conti because she kicks real hard and that'd be cool. But, like, it, it's they're, they're trying to do things that will benefit them in Japan. Right. Until start, like, the, clearly to me, the goal is build your audience domestically and when you get further and further to a point where like new japan was in the early 2010s then we can start kind of branching out from there because the international audience will grow just organically the the better your product keeps being uh uh consistent yeah like you don't need to cater to them as they will just naturally come to you that's what happened with new japan yeah, and the thing with me, like how I approach and how I, you know, getting into Joshi was just like, they're gonna do things that are not for me in my sensibilities. Going out watching Vince McMahon's Wrestle Factory or watching the, you know, Vince Russo fuck fuck up some commas or you know or or Eric Bischoff, you know, being you know a mark for Hulk Hogan. So like whatever they do, if if the, you know like me personally, my my whole perspective on this. So I mean, you've heard me talk about this on the show before. Is like. They got so much talent, they could pick literally any of a dozen people to be on top. If they, if the people just have consistent matches, I don't care. Like it's not for me. It's not. It's not for me to decide. People are over there that aren't over here. Like the like it. The thing that was really telling for me was um, our observer or not observer our year in awards for One Nation Radio where Mayu beat Tam for third place. And like I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and if you were to do, um, if you were to go through the domestic fan base of Stardom for last year, Tam is in a three play is in a dog fight for for number one with um, Shuri and Utami. Right, like that. That's is a there's a clear difference going on between like you know um, how how you know how things are viewed as far as just like. We don't care about stories. We just want to see people. We just want to see women beat the shit out of each other compared to storytelling, anticipation, building and drawing, uh, you know, in, in that sort of thing. So, you know, it, it's it's just a weird, like uh weird thing, which like I, I, don't, I don't get. But like, I just know that it's like whatever they do, they're not doing it for me. They like my money. They're not about to like you know change what they do for. They're not about to chase you know uh you know, they're not about to chase after me like, they'll have me just having good the good wrestling, the stuff is for 
the domestic fans. So yeah. um, it's it's interesting because I keep comparing uh, Stardom to TJPW because they mm-hmm. just have vastly opposite uh, yep. market chasing yep. that they want to do. Let's chase. Let's run our cork and halls at noon so that it could be at like midnight or 10, 10 p.m. right after a uh, dynamite ends or not dynamite rampage ends. Like they do stuff like that. Right, they you see a lot of cyber fight chasing this uh, imaginary international audience that they think that uh, I, I have my opinions over 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 that, and there's a lot of evidence that I use to support my claims, but or at least statistics. Mm-hmm. But with Stardom, the statistics are there. Like this show, Drew, <laughs> <laughs> right. 1,156 people at Fukuoka International Center. Compare that to Noah, which just a couple months prior yes. to that, they drew in the same arena uh, 697. So Stardom almost doubled them <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's your <laughs> loose comparisons, but comparisons nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, it also is kind of, I don't want to say unfair, but it, it is also like, should we really be comparing these numbers knowing that, like, you know, they they did their thing with Fujita and, like, their numbers have, like, well, tanked since at, then and, and yeah, all that kind of at, stuff. No, and obviously, it's, this is bad booking. This is bad booking. But it's absolutely, it's absolutely worth comparing because that's also companies' booking patterns and what they think is going to draw money. Yeah, that's true. And what they think is going to get the most exposure uh, to getting more fans interested in them. In Noah's mind right now, it's about nostalgia and stars of the past <laughs> while stardom the nostalgia and stars of the past are io io shirai Kyrie. but the thing is stardom's the 34 rate, 32 right exactly <laughs> <laughs> like you could bring them back and it's fine <laughs> but but it's also just the the talent pool that stardom could get they like the, the stars of the past for women's wrestling in Japan doesn't have even that same draw power because there's still like 20 years of, of missing history, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we've already seen all those Aja Kong and Kansai and Kandori matches that draw that that even in the 2000s drew a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. So what reason does stardom really have to bring them back and put them in a main event like Noah would? They don't because they're already drawing that kind of crowd, that, that numbered crowd that they would get. So that's why you're seeing risks being taken with Mirai versus Shuri in January. it's like, okay, we got a thousand people here. We can, let's see what Mirai could do going forward. She wins Cinderella. Now she's going to be in a white belt defense, which I'm very excited about. Because as someone who was watching TJPW, I was beating my head against the wall over Mirai, like just <laughs> in undercards, beating beating essentially nobodies over and over and over again. It's like, what are we doing here? And this is funny. This is this is this is a good little discourse. Because when Mirai won Cinderella, people were furious. There were so many people furious, and uh, at least in my circle, we were kind of laughing at them because it makes no sense. When, when it's we're all clamoring for her in TJPW to be pushed, but as soon as she gets pushed in another company, now it's a problem, right? Like if she, like 
And I was, it's really I was, cool. It's really it's also really cool when these wrestlers show up in stardom. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they sign with the company, oh, uh, now it's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was um, and like I understand like we have grown up to hate WWE so much. And don't be wrong, they fucked up a lot of things, um, a lot of fun things around the world. You know, look here's looking at you, Brit Rest, but um. And, you know, quite frankly, maybe, you know, not maybe, but like some of that shit should have got packed up anyway, seeing the amount of sex pets. But like getting back to my, my point, um, I understand, yeah, like, Germany, I, I, underst- <laughs> <laughs> I understand that people want to buck what is what what is on top or whatever else. But like, I, you know, I I actually look around at, at the scene and I see like there's so much talent in like when I see, uh, you know, people want to come to stardom and they get put somewhere and like, you know, there's literally like a dozen people that, that could be at the top of, of, you know, of, of this promotion, um, as far as talent in the ring. And I'm just like, well, if people want to come here and this comes a destination is going to be competitive and people are going to win and lose and be slotted and people are going to come in and the appropriate thing to do with anybody that comes in that you have you see potential is you push them until they find their, their natural resting place. And um, we've seen that over and over again in stardom with, with since let's say since Julia came in in 2019, they pushed her, they gave her a mega push. They push her to the white belt. She comes all the way to the, uh, the main event of Budkin Hall, and she gets her hair cut, which is the thing to get her even more over, right? Like, it worked. It'd be one thing, like, that's the thing for me, generally speaking, when it comes to these Rossi pushes that people complain about, it's like, find me the one that didn't work. At least since I've been watching, they've all worked. Natsuko Tora is kind of the closest one I could think of. And even then, that's kind of like a that's in flux. Yeah, it. that's in flux is like, or that's well, Oedo ties in flux, and they needed to come up with somebody to be as a leader in right. Like, yeah, hey, that, that's kind of a yeah. That yeah, was a product like, of, of its time. And oh, and guess the thing who is Azuki's they, both retiring? Uh, oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> I guess Natsuko, you be the leader. That, that's true. That is, that, I guess that would be the one. I guess that would be the one. But even then, it it, it, even, it even had a ceiling to it, which well, right. Like she, she was never going to be a rebel champion. It was never happening. No. And nor should she, in my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah. Like uh, we're going to. I think, I think we're going to talk about it a little yeah. later. But um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm losing track. Where oh yeah. So um, moving out of the pay per view from um, May 5th, we move on to May 8th. Uh, high speed belt match: Azumi versus Kaguma. Got the right K that time. Um, what, <laughs> do you, what did you think of this match? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, am I crazy in thinking that this is Koguma's best singles match uh, since she's returned? Hmm. I think I like the Hazuki match more um, in Osaka Joe Hall. From uh, uh, October 9th, 2020. Okay, sure. I think I, li- <laughs> I, think I like the more. Like, that's it, that's far away from my memory. Yeah, yeah, the The thing for me when it comes to Kaguma is, um, there there's a little bit too there's there's too much at times there could be too much cuteness in her matches. 
and I'm and like as she does the cute the cute you know play tag outside the ring and the bear you know in the in the in the kuma clutch and all I don't know if she calls it kuma clutch but if she should call it she puts you in a <laughs> camel clutch situation clutch. She, she puts the bear, the bear ears on your on your head <laughs> yeah. that's it should be called the kuma clutch but like a Pokemon move <laughs> like what and she once she kuma clutch reduces your opponent's defense by four points. <laughs> But but when she, but when she gets into the bearism stuff, it's like I can enjoy and appreciate it for uh you know the start of a match before she eventually you know suckers you know normally Hameka into it, um like and then she starts going. I I just think that like I have been so um I, I think my bar my standard for in my expectations for Azumi and Red Belt or not Red Belt but a uh, high speed belt matches are so high at this point now where it's like wasting 15 seconds is enough to make me start getting irritated so maybe ah. so like so maybe i judge this too too harshly but i did enjoy the match i ended up giving it uh three and a half stars or something like that that might be way too low i've also was like watching this at like 3 a.m after you know through a, the whole binge session of, of wrestling, so like I was cranky while watching. So I don't. People probably liked it more than I did, but yeah, you're not too far off from yeah. me. But it's not. Yeah. But it's another. You know, short match would. You know, that's a very good match, and even with the goofy stuff in it, and I appreciated. And like I'm really interested in seeing um, what Hameka, not Hameka, what Azumi and Tekla can do. Because like one of the things when like as I'm watching this stuff, I'm always like, all right, who can, cause I really like high speed wrestling. I really like the high speed division and like how, how refreshing and what a change of pace those are on the card. And, you know, I've even advocated for another division like similar to high speed, but except it's being the shit out of people like the Hawks division. Yes. The Hawks right. division, the, the, the women's <laughs> never open weight championship division. Like I was talking to Rich and Rich came up with, with, with a, a better description. He calls it the B, <laughs> the BMW division. Can you guess what BMW stands for? Uh, big. Mm-hmm. Big moving women? Nah. Big muscular women. <laughs> muscular. Ah, it's right there. Of course. I feel full. Yes. The big muscular women division. So, um, so like, I, I just like, I just like the change of pace out of, you know, the break, not the break up because like, you know, like you can get a whole lot of, you know, <laughs> trios and quattros matches and stardom and yeah. house shows and all that kind of stuff. And, and like, use that stuff to your strength. Like you have, a NASA boy, you have a a my not a my oh Mayu Mayu's former high speed champion. You have all these people that are they can do that sort of thing, and obviously some people are have outgrown that like a Starlight Kid, that's per se like a um like a Mayu. But you you got to keep getting back into that and keeping that and keeping it you know where you can always use that to as a selling point on smaller shows or even you know in certain spots on like below a level, you know, biggest show of the quarter type of things. So, um, seeing, so I've been keeping track of like, who's next or who could be doing it, doing it. And I've like, I've kind of looked at Mina and I've looked at Tekla as two people that could potentially hop into this division. And like Tekla comes out and says she wants the next. I was like, I've been waiting. Right. Thank you. You've been scouting the way I've been scouting Rossi. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so um, I'm really happy and uh, I'm really looking forward to their match um, this coming weekend because I think I think they're going to have a great match. 
Um, yeah, definitely look at definitely look at a lot of people with more of a lucha s style. Uh, Momo Kogo could be thrown mm-hmm. in there. And yeah, the there's future, a lot of yeah. options. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think one thing I want to I, I want to talk about is Cosmic Angels in the story they they have going on to where it's like when it's the original three, mm-hmm. they can't be beaten. Um, they uh last month they had a great title to f- challenge against Mahimapoy for the trios belts. Went to a thirty minute draw. I I thought that um I thought that Tim and and Nasipoy were just fantastic in the closing stretch. Um, and obviously it seems like they'll they'll be going at it again eventually. Um, especially Tim and Nasipoy. They have well, a no. I think a way to time might win those titles. Could be. Could be. I still think that regardless of if they I feel like if they do win it, they'll they'll somehow come back to a Mahimapoi um Cosmic Angels match where they finally figure out who who's the best eventually. Um possibly. You know, they don't, you know, because possibly. I think we'll, Saki, we'll I think, I think Saki I think Kashi was hitting hitting that revival. <laughs> Well, well, the, the time will tell when you get to that closing stretch, and you're like, you see that. Go down to Saki Kashima and Mina. You can go Molina Collection AT out of it, right into that seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, f- so for me, like, uh, oh no, it's what am I saying? It's a uh, DDM that has the titles right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you see that in that closing stretch, you see Nasapoy in there with with uh, Saki. Nasapoy's gonna be in the danger zone. Because they don't oh, have yeah. no qualms about just having her getting caught in, in one of those cru- in the, uh, Saki <laughs> crucifix pin. They'll have no qualms about that. They'll beat her in a heartbeat with that thing. Um, <laughs> they'll beat anybody with it. <laughs> I, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll have Micro get pinned with that. I mean, but, Julia's taking a fall to it. Yeah, but Julia, that's how Julia loses, though. Julia gets mm. caught. Julia gets caught, or Julia gets thrown over the top rope. Like, if you go through a number of people that have actually like pinned her shoulders to the mat, it's like Shuri, Tam, Mayu. Nobody is safe from the revival like Toro Yano in New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just so like getting getting to the point. Um, just mention like you see they're 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 being pushed or they're being protected as like there are going to be a big win or they're either going to win the titles back or eventually they're going to be a big win for a trio's champion for, for a trio's defense. So. I, I but once you throw Waka into the equation and Waka is still on her losing streak, I feel like they've done a fantastic job of getting the crowd, the crowds, plural, into wanting to see this Waka win, this first win whenever she gets it. Um they are biting on some near falls that they have no business biting on now at this point in these matches. <laughs> they want her to win, man. It's done well. Yeah. Um, like, she had two near falls on Mirai. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd gasped, and the crowd was gassed and thought that she was going to win. I'm just like, have y'all never have y'all never watched this before? N- not stardom, wrestling. 
I'm telling you, when you're when you're there live, you bite on you bite you bite on the easiest thing sometimes. Uh, I guess, but like I, I think that it, I think that it has made um, these quattro matches with Cosmic Angels very dramatic in closing stretch, and I think I, you know I think it's hard when there's so much sh- so many shows and there's so much talent to like note that there's been improvement, and I think Waka has like from you know her first day in Stardom to now has improved to the point where like. She they they trust her to be in the closing stretch of these matches without her you know screwing up or um, dropping off the level of wrestling of action to like they can put her in the closing stretch and have her you know do kickouts have her get you know what you know put herself in pinning situations to to try to win and then like you know before eventually getting thwarted at the end and she looks up and she's just heartbroken again and you know it's, it's on to the next weekend to see if you can win and I think that like. I don't know when and where they pulled the trigger on her getting her first win, but like the crowd's already it already into it, and I, I think it has to be kind of soon in the next month or so. I don't know how you, I don't know if she can't. I don't know that you can hold it off until after Grand Prix. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I I don't know how they stumbled upon this, but like I, I think I th- I think this has well been well done. I just. I don't know how a losing streak gets over. I, obviously, there's been losing streaks that have gotten over, but like this one particular one, I, I'm surprised. It, I'm surprised it worked out this well. Yeah, uh, Stardom has a big history of building people up like this. Even from uh, Lady C just recently, when she got her first big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was over Waka. It's it, it over Waka. <laughs> it was November last year. I just, I just don't remember. And I know the crowd were, was into see you know in the close stretches of some of those matches, but like it, it this is a different level. I don't know sure. why. I don't know what's. I don't know what's. Well, Walk is, walk is not one point seven meters tall. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably you're, yeah, that's probably true. Is one hundred and seventy centimeters? Yeah, <laughs> Yes, she also measures other parts of her body and talks about the size of things, and I'm just like uncomfortable. <laughs> um. Like, who, why are you mentioning your ass, lady? See what's going on. Like, uh, you don't do that. You don't do that, James. N- nah, nah, nah. Oh, just I, me. Just <laughs> <laughs> Burn that tape measure. <laughs> um, so I gotta make sure these pants fit, man. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that pretty much covers all of the the. Um, I got well, a question for you. Yeah. So we see almost annually a new faction uh, on the come up mm-hmm. for stardom, and then they just never lose. Uh, shocking that uh, when people don't lose, they get over yep. easier. It's weird how that works. Yep. <laughs> so this year, it's God's Eye. Yep. Who sweat- what is ba- your... What is your impression over how God's Eye has uh, come onto the scene, so to say, uh, with Shuri on top and the other members of the group? Okay, so if we were to start from the night one of Cinderella when, you know, Mariah shows up and says she wants to leave Donald Armando and join, I thought that it set the table for an immediate God's Eye versus Domino Mondo, and they've they've had their matches, and they've and they've been some damn mm-hmm. good matches. 
Um, but it has not reached a point of the, the tipping point, if you will, if they're actually going in that direction as opposed to just like we have to have them fight each other over what just happened and move on as opposed to a full, full scale, full scale war. Right. Like this isn't exactly uh, 2018, 2017, 18 Queen's Quest and um, Oedo Tide. This isn't exactly stars and Oedo Tide from last year where people are, you know, getting knocked out factions. Um, but they clearly are not happy with each other. And I think that the thing, you know, there's something holding in place and I don't know when they're going to pull the trigger, but eventually I think eventually like they could pull the trigger and be like, Julia's had enough of this shit. And she had enough of, you know, not winning as much as she has in the past in stardom. And, you know, obviously you lose Shuri, you lose a Mariah and, you know, you're, you do, you add on a, a my Sakurai, you're going to, you're going to be fr- take more frustration. Right. But, um, I think that's, bu- that's bubbling and simmering right now. And, they, and they'll get to it eventually later in the year, probably after Grand Prix. But, um, with those matches that Donald Amando and, um, gods I have had, I thought that they've been damn good. I think that, um, Mariah is just, she, she had, she has, I don't want to say mastered, but like she has figured out like the the secrets to power wrestling, which is be big, be strong, be tough, be fast, be physical, hit hard, and know how to sell and not sell and fight from underneath. Like I I don't I you know I never watched her in Tokyo Joshi Pro. I've only watched her since the beginning of this year and. Like her and Tech will have been just been great additions to the roster, and I, I really enjoy them in big matches. And like I can't, you know, um, seeing how they've went through the Cinderella tournament. Had I was okay with any of the four final semifinalists winning. Um, if I if it were up to me, I would have put put it on Hazuki or I would have put it on Nasapoi, but they went with Mirai and that continues what they started when they put her in the anniversary show. And I think that like um once they figure out what her, you know, where she s- settles in the, in the pecking order, um they'll ease off of that. Like I don't think she's going to win the white belt. Um Would but, you be opposed like, to it though? Sorry? Would you be opposed to her winning? Mm. I, I think it's too early for only for the reason that I think it's too early to take the belt off of Kamatani, given um, how well she's done with it so far. Um, but I don't think she should, I, but I don't necessarily think that she should hold it all year long. Um, like I feel like between her or Shuri, someone needs to come off the belt in the fall. Um, one of their belts in the fall, who it is, I don't know. Um, but um, that's to be determined. But like, I think right now is a little too early. I think that she's not out of the park so well that in, you know, you gave her those two wins, those two big wins over Tam and Utami on in March to go to um, put it on Mariah. Like it seems a little too early, but um, I wouldn't, nec- I wouldn't hate it if they did it, but I just don't think that that's where they're going. So I guess my mind more or less is thinking like, they're not going to do that. They're not actually going to do that. So I haven't really thought about it or much. I'm kind of doing it on the fly. Um, as far as um, Konami coming in for Golden Week and them running the table, or not running the table, but like not losing, and they're still undefeated, I think that like I think that has been going very well. Um, Ami, I love her chopping people. She's just <laughs> right. Like she's 
I mean, who chops harder than her and Joshi besides like Nanai or uh, Takase? Miyuki? Yeah. Think oh, so. Yeah. Ibuki Hoshi as well? I don't think I've ever seen her. Yeah, she chops the shit out of people. Okay. <laughs> she just. Uh, she just chops shit out people, and then she has like the the double over the top or the, the let's say the twelve six deal that like uh, Keith Lee has. She's she's and you know she does like the the Seamus um, fireman's carry senton thing. Um, I, obviously her all of the instincts are there are are not there yet, but I feel like as she's as she's learning and whatever else, like I think she's gonna be like really good, um, like. I, I think she could be as good as Himeka. I think she could be better. You think she could... Well, obviously it's different skill sets, but I think that like Himeka is like... I don't want to say special. I think some of the stuff she can do as far as bumping for her size is special. Like she like she like bends and folds and like she's like... Like she's Sasha Banks. But, <laughs> she's, but she's like five foot seven. <laughs> like it's... It's impressive to watch her like fold over like that. It really like you know. Um, but but yeah. I I am of the mind that Himika has reached her ceiling in stardom, and that's okay. I think she's kind of found her place as far as her uh, presentation, or as far as her, like she'll never get better. Uh, presentation. I agree. She can get better. She can get I a agree. little better doing here or there. Like, sure. That match she had with Shuri was like, and I was saying this to Rich on the show. Um, in the lead up, I think that depending on how what match she had, like I feel like it could have changed her trajectory. And like I thought that match accomplished a lot for her. Like if you know if they decided to you know change their mind on her and track her again or, or, or retrack her similar to what she was doing like in 2020, I wouldn't mind it. Like that match was like she she took no. Risk. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying okay. like I, I I would mind it at all. I just mm-hmm. I just uh, with a healthy roster. I mean this is where she's at. You know, barring barring retirements and injuries, mm-hmm. it, th- that that's where I see maybe an opportunity where she could head up on uh, head up onto a main event type level, whether it's red or white, what have you. I think Ami Sore has much more potential. She's got much bigger size. I think her ring game, especially at an early stage of the career, when you compare the two, not sure what your. Uh, knowledge of early Himika. Is, I only saw her go. in like a 2008 ceiling match where she, uh, like, yeah, I, I, I've like, seen very little of Jumbo before then. Yeah, yeah. Himika was rough in, the, in those days. And okay. It's taken her a long time to get to this point, uh, especially with some nagging injuries that she's had over the over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Ami Sore, uh, she had a knee issue. Not going to deny that, but I see just so much potential in her. And I think she can uh, surpass and get to a point. Uh, it's just going to take her a little longer. She's got that uh, larger size and build to her. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's just someone to pay. And then just throwing an, another name out there with colors coming in to feud with Tam, which I love. That is such a great little mid card type feud to mm-hmm. keep people busy. Uh, Yuko Sakurai, I think, has tremendous upside. I don't know where I don't know what kind of skill in ring that she's going to be ambitious towards or what her ambitions actually are. But uh, man, when it comes to like a marketing standpoint, 
and what you can do with uh, a, a like she also has the ring skill to back up just the from even a looks factor mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah I um I was actually kind of how do I say this for given the drop off in like name um name and matchup from new blood one to new blood two I was I was like impressed with like the fact that the results still remained about the same as the first one like just a bunch of solid like you know low three star wrestling um and yeah that's okay yeah no I, no I'm not saying it's a bad thing it's like these are all I mean this is this is basically like the this is basically young young lionesses doing right. this right so like you know you know this is the get them and they're finally not doing comedy matches on a wave show <laughs> right right like this is finally get them like to a spot to where like they can have matches that go for length they're not and they're not you know being handheld they're out on their own in deep water and they got to go for over 10 minutes um so I, you know i thought you know the fact that the mat, all the matches were like low in or pretty much all the matches were in the low threes i thought that was i thought it was impressive and compared to like when you have um you know utami the main event is the first one like that's that, that's cheating like it's an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll put the best, you know, maybe the best woman wrestler in the world from last year, uh, based on output, into the main event of the young girls show. Like, uh, it, 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 okay, Rossi, we get it. Like you got, you, we get it. You got bigger nuclear bombs than everybody else. Damn. Um, but yeah, I th- I thought that um, as far as uh, as far as Ami, I I you know I don't know how much she's been wrestling. I know that she started in the last couple years, right? Yeah. Okay, so I just think the thing for me personally, when I think of Hameka versus um, versus her is just, you know, just so far anyway. Like, yeah, she's, she's not even at two years yet. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And she was uh, out for the first four months of the year on top of that. Okay. Yeah, she's way behind eight ball compared to, like, you know, the number of matches you get in stardom. Um, I just think that, like, just as far as a personality and a charisma standpoint, I think that Hameka, in a promo, I think Hameka just stands out compared to her. And, you know, that could come in time, you know, because, you know, a lot a lot of people start out, you know. Oh, yeah, Not absolutely. like that at the department. So I'm not ready to write that off. But I can't, in my evaluation thinking of it, I can't, I can't not see that part where, like, I think that Hameka is, like, an excellent shit stirrer. And they just don't, and, like, because of where they slotted her, she doesn't get to show that as much, but, like, I feel like she can, like, I feel like she could be just as much of a pest as, like, um, <laughs> or a bully, if you will, as, um, as, like, Nassipoy can be at times. So, um, I don't know what they're teaching over at, uh, what they did teach at, um, <laughs> at Rest Girls, but, like, stirring it up is, is definitely one of, one of the things, it seems. Um, but, yeah, I just, I think she's going to be good. Definitely going to be good. I don't, I don't know where it goes. I think there's, I, you know, I think that what we'll have to change will be, you know, the, you know, con- kind of coming out of that shell thing for her in the coming years. Cause like Mariah has it, Mariah comes out and has that big goofy smile and does the, tr- the three claps and, and just looks brolic and like people are into it. Like, I, I don't know. She, I don't know what the, it is, but like Mariah has it in, um, with Ami is not quite that, but you know, people get better. Right. Yeah. People develop, they figure it out or maybe they don't, 
And they, I mean, yeah. how many how many prospects <laughs> coming up through double and triple A just hit the majors, <laughs> then just hit a wall, <laughs> especially in their sophomore years. It's it's sophomore slump for a reason. Yeah, I just, uh, but yeah, I, as far as you know, what I've seen from those that trio so far, and you know, who knows what happens with uh, Konami's involvement in the future, but um, I, 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 you know, it's it it's Shuri and two and two, you know tough-ass women in like i'm sorry they're gonna they're going to they're, they're not going to be doing too many jobs it just if you were to say hey shuri got a faction where she got this 5-4 looking power lifter with a short haircut and a giant how many time how should she be losing <laughs> absolutely the fuck not <laughs> i'm sorry no that's ridiculous so um and you know as you mentioned um you know almost every year there's a faction that gets a big push and uh, when you do the pushes you get the sliding and like from what i've seen this year from year over year it seems like last year stars was just in the you know just bare, <laughs> what's the word or, or not the, the term united in grief they were just like ah <laughs> they were just everything everything that could go wrong did go wrong like you know even even you know Jungle Things never came back and left the year. company, uh, <laughs> you know. And then, and then once, once you know, Konami and oh, God damn it, I did it again. Kaguma, <laughs> once Kaguma and Azuki showed up, they you know they stopped the bleeding. They and then you get uh, Hanan as the future champion, and you and then like now you look and now you have four different champions and stars, and they're up. And as they're up. The, the team that had to go down is, you know, you look at the, the babyface side, or if you will, uh, the two clear-cut babyface factions, stars that was on, you know, on top of the world last year, they only win when it's just the original three, and, you know, they're, and they turn into a storyline with the Waka thing, where, like, they're gonna lose, and they're gonna put everybody else over, and it's in service of this story we're telling with Waka, and I thought that, like, for, I thought that was just, like, excellent slotting, um, for this year, and we'll see how that goes in the future. But like, I, th- I think that like with with two factions that are doing as well as Stars and God's Eye, like even Donald Romano, they're doing more they're doing more losing than work than what's been accustomed. So like, it's all you know in service of of, of it. And I think that like they're doing a good job with God's Eye. And like, I I don't know if they have merch yet, but like, I wonder what a God's Eye T shirt looks like. Do they have those out yet, JD? God's Eye t-shirts? Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. I believe, I believe they do, yeah. Okay. Might have to look at the token shop. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, I think it pretty much covers everything um, besides, like, the, you know, the actual pay-per-view. Um, Ten matches. Um, what are you most excited for coming up t- uh, to this Oda City show? Cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Trying to remember the card now. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Oh, I can pull it up. Sure. Um, so red belt match, Risa Sarah uh, versus champion Shuri. It is a no, or, or sorry, it is a no DQ, KO or submission only match. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it <laughs> because of the build or because of the talents in the ring. Uh, because it's Risa Sarah and Shuri, and the last time that they got in the ring together was an ice ribbon. They had a dumpster fire of a match. Hmm. It was a no ropes lumberjack match. Where I'm sorry, it, what? No, 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 no. You're not. About, you're not about to just move on from the next thing. They did a. They had a what? What match? No ropes lumberjack match. So blood sport with lumberjacks on the outside. 
It's sure, except there was comedy in it with suitcases and shit. You know what? I have seen a gif from that match. I saw one where like Shuri is basically doing like a spinning, like a giant swing with the luggage and heading towards Risa Sarah. That's the match. It's um, quite bad. Something tells me they will not do that sort of thing in stardom. I hope not, but Risa Sarah has a thing about her where she look, I I, I love Ice Ribbon. <laughs> like that's the Joshi promotion that got me into this thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. They have an innate sense of comedy. It just goes way too way too often in their matches, and Risa Sarah always has this sense of comedy to her. Except when it's a it, no, even when it's a like heavy blood death match that she managed to get by with Rini Yamashita, for example. Huh. I'm very worried that this match will delve too much into Risa Sarah's worst instincts. Okay. And Shuri also has comedy to her, and she also has that wacky side. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, yeah, we've, when I we've fir- seen that. Yeah, when I first saw Shuri, it was her, like, doing this goofy thing in ceiling in these, like, trios matches versus max voltage, and, like, she will come out with, like, Hiroyo Masamoto, and she's challenging against max voltage, and then once max voltage comes out and, you know, you have Mizunami rapping, you know, with the mic and everything, she gets caught up in it, and then she starts becoming, like, a part of the dance, the dance, like, set with Max Voltage, she even puts on a Max Voltage t-shirt, and she's out here, you know, losing her goddamn mind, and then by the time, you know, she's basically in the Max Voltage corner, and then, like, as the bell rings, you see Hiroyo Matsumoto point at her, be like, hey, what the fuck, and then she, like, oh, my bad, I'm sorry, I, you know, yeah. I, I got caught up in it. Like, so yes, I've seen, I've seen some of the wacky Shuri stuff before. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that, you know, I think that is a part of you know her range as a performer. Um, uh, but like, you know, I, I'm with you. Like, it's fun that she could do all that stuff, but Killer Shuri is like the best Shuri. <laughs> Just is. right I, to me. There's, there's, there's a difference when you're running house shows and you're doing entertaining house show stuff, mm-hmm. like. That's fine to me. You're 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 doing something to an audience for a different show presentation. Mm-hmm. All well and good. I got no issue when that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. This is pay per view main event red belt. <laughs> are you were you worried? <laughs> I get, okay. Like That's, don't do that. I, I I don't think they will, but we'll see. We're gonna see. If it is, we're gonna have to kill it. I, I just base it on that previous match that that, mm-hmm. that I saw saw him in, where it was a serious, fantastized title. It was a title match, mm-hmm. and it was just so much about comedy. Gotcha. Whether it's intended to or not, that's where it goes. Like I'm watching Catch the Wave; they have a essential death match block. Oh god! And it's it's either so poor, or the wrestlers involved just can't help themselves, and it ends up being comedy. Mm-hmm. One way or another. And when you do a can, death match or you do comedy, it's easier on the body than taking bumps. Right. Yeah. But this is a huge Risa Sarah main event. It's I have big, seen her. It's do, the biggest match of her career. Uh possibly. Potentially. I mean, she had that infinity title run a number of years ago at this point. In front of how many people? 
at his peak? Well, twelve hundred, I believe. Top of my head. I'll have to pull it up, but she she she's the biggest draw in company history. Risa Sarah. Okay. Right. So, and she hasn't ever reached that peak again because her main events were very slim after that. Mm-hmm. Figure that the fuck out. That's <laughs> 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 it. Like, I, I just think that, like, or no, I don't think, but, like, for me, as a person that has watched very little Ice Ribbon um, since 2019, like, she's just with the blue hair and the, and the size, like she was always like amongst that roster striking and stand out to me. So, um, I, you know, when she, you know, at the time when, you know, my favorite ice ribboner out of all that is like, is, is Maya Yuki. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I like, I really like Sukasa. I really like Sukushi. It's just, if you had me, had me choose any of them, it would be the striker. Just, just it is what it is. Um, so learning that is surprising, but telling me the story about like you know the the death match stuff, and you can see why it, you know it, it ran its course or you know or was slim as you mentioned. But I think now, that now I will interrupt you here. Yeah, go ahead. Now this is stardom. Yep. I've set a precedence to make things serious. Mm-hmm. I'm more confident that they won't do what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. But I can't deny I wouldn't. I can't deny that I'm not worried, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was going to ask you if, like, you know, given the, you know the angle they did at you know New Blood Two, were you you know did it alleviate any concerns that your doubts or, that you had because like it made it much less. Sure. Yeah. Shuri came out at called Free Sarah to come out. Free Sarah came out, took control of her, picked up Shuri on the apron, and then gave her a uh, air raid crash to the floor. <laughs> off the apron and I was like right. and, and then pulled out a kendo stick and then whacked her and then whacked the rest of uh, God's eye with it and then that was the, and then walked away like I thought right and, like, and, and she's at the press conference and high heels looking like a star <laughs> and just whacking Shuri with her goon her goon squad uh, with a kendo stick like that's a main event star that's mm-hmm. the main event Risa Sarah that I remember that okay. I have sorely missed Okay. Th- that's what I want to see. So, if, uh, like, my uh, my ceiling scenario is Risa Sarah's goaded Shuri into this no DQ type stipulation, no count out. Mm-hmm. And we can get table spots. We mm-hmm. can get maybe a chain to the face. And you want to you want to make this a Risa Sarah type match and keep it serious. I want to see Shuri bleed. Oh God! Bleeding go. stardom never goes well. <laughs> Let's do it. I, 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 I like that's if we're gonna go violent, they better go full. I don't want to see no PG Risa Sarah if they're gonna go that route. <laughs> A PG Risa Sarah. Okay. Okay. So that's the best case scenario, and the worst case scenario is, as you mentioned, comedy wacky nonsense. And two of right. them work on, the, and two of them go back on, fall back on their worst impulses. I, I, I guess know. the I guess the other scenario would be something that emulates that Julia Natsukotora white belt match oh, that was pretty terrible. That is, if, fu- it, go, if it goes that route as well, that's also bad. That's all, I think that's worse than the comedy match. <laughs> like I, kind of equal. I, that was. 
I haven't watched oh, all. Just the, I haven't watched all of the white belt matches, but that's the worst one I've ever seen by a country mile. Uh, it's up there. Uh, it's up there. Man. Um. Wow. Like that just that just ruined my mood. You mentioned that shitty match. Um. So. Uh, okay. So. Uh. As we we I think we touched on it a little bit. If there's anything else you want to add, Kamatani versus Mirai. No. 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 Okay. I'm good on that one. All right. Um. Seemingly set to be the third from the top, the trio's defense, Mahimapoi versus uh Oedotai. Yeah. Oedotai. Mo- I was trying to think if they had a, a, a team name, but no. Uh, Momo, Kid, and, and Saki. I think this match is going to be great. I think that Saki has kind of been... Um, I think she's she's kind of been waiting to have a, a, a great match, and she's never had it in stardom. Um, but this is the time to have it, the time and place to have it right here, right now. Um, who wins? I don't know. Um, but I think this is the match where they can, I think this is the match where like people, you know, some of the Saki Kashima fans out there, um, you know, that think that she should be pushed higher. This could be, a. I think this is the match that like, they're going to be like, see, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> I think a way to size winning these titles. I think Saki Kashima is revivaling Natsupoi. One, two, three. I can see it. I can see it. I, Black, I can... Desire, Black Desire lost them tag titles. They're going to get something right back. Yeah. I, you know what? The last time I, I was on upset alert for something like that after someone losing another belt against another title shot was like, um, in stardom was when Hazuki lost a high-speed belt without getting pinned. Um, and, then, and then immediately like a week later, two weeks later, she's in that July white belt match with Orisa Oshiki and I was like, here it comes. This is upset alert and like, I gotta tell you, that is, I, I still don't think I've seen a kick out better than that since then. The match. <laughs> oh my God, I love that match. Don't tell Rich I love that, how much I love that match. Because he Might thinks he I hate it. He, he thinks I hate Oshiki. He loves Oshiki. Oh, okay. He thinks that I'm such a Tam fan that I hate Oshiki. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, I know. Don't tell him I said this, even though he's listening. Don't tell him I said that. Um, so, <laughs> God, that match is awesome. So, um, even though all she does is wrestle like a soccer. Um, so, <laughs> like, like can, can you, like, can you do something besides the fucking like Cody Cutter, Arissa? Like, can you use your your arms besides just kicks and knees? <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, um, so <laughs> maybe you know, maybe maybe I did do a little. Hey, not not I'm looking upon reflection. Maybe maybe it leads a little bit. Like you know, love it. Yeah, I, I just wanted I just wanted a more refined you know game out of her. Like the kicks and strikes, cool, but like more. You know, show me what you can do with your left and right hand. She hadn't learned it all yet. <laughs> she never did. No, it didn't matter. Exactly. You know what she was like. I, I remember. Um, Wrestled like a year and a half, retired, yep. came back, wrestled eight months, retired again. Right. I remember I remember like watching her on these house shows before she won the white belt. And even even when the Cinderella, and I was like so thoroughly unimpressed with her. And like, you know, there's so many kickers in Joshi. Um and I'm wrong, she, you know, the thirteen ninety nine that you know, that, that roundhouse come off the top rope, the the hook kick, the Brazilian kick, whatever she calls it, like those spectacular kicks or whatever else. But like on a, on a promotion that has at the time had Konami and Momo and Tam, I'm just in like you, you see how you know how much stuff they have in their bags. 
you know, and I don't, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, someone hating on Giannis for, you know, the, what's in your bag, but it's like, can I see more of an expansion of you trying to get better from week? No, you're just going to keep doing the same match where like you get put in leg locks because you're a kicker and you're tall and rangy. And then like, you just basically say like, I'm just not going to care about anything else after I just got my legs worked over for like five minutes and just go back to kicking and running and jumping. Okay, fine. Whatever. Here, four <laughs> stars. Here's four stars. Leave me alone. Go away. Fine. I love it. Damn. Damn. Okay, Tam. Okay, four and three quarters. Fine. Great match. One of the best matches of the year. Here. 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 You did. You earned that. Hazuki. I like the Hazuki more. I like the Hazuki match more, personally. Hazuki, four and a half, four and a half stars. Here you go. And then once we, <laughs> once we got to, once we got to the jungle one, I was like, all right. I know what you're doing now. Like, I get it. I get it. It's the same match over and over and over again. <laughs> Fuck enough. Expand. And, and she did she get she did expand. Like I I really I really enjoyed her uh December match with uh with Kaguma. Not god damn it, now I'm calling it Konami Kaguma. <laughs> uh the Konami match. That match was awesome. And like the tag league match and run with Tam was awesome. But it was just like I would watch these house shows and it was just it was never like trying to add anything or, or build in storyline except for with Tam. Except for with Tam, it was always just like business as so business as usual on the on the road two shows, house two shows level stuff. And I was just like, eh. And, but then she would have these matches, and I'd be like, well, fuck, like, well, she's having these great matches, but it feels like as I'm the more I'm watching, less I'm impressed for her. But like, if you're just watching the the, the Cork and Halls, like. People are gonna look at you like you have four hands. You say like you're not impressed by this woman. It was I was I was in a, I was just in a I was just trapped in this thing where it's like she's having great matches. I know she's having great matches. I know all, but I also know that she's on top right now. And I, I think you said this before. Like having the belt just means it's your turn to be to get the big matches in the main event slots in in Joshi. And like it was her turn, and she was awesome in her turn. But like it felt like outside of that, she wasn't doing much in, unless it involved Tam. Um, so like, I remember watching her Grand Prix like that year and it was like, compared to everybody else, it was kind of pedestrian. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just like, well, so you're, this is your, you're a singles match person. No, she was all, young all in her career. She was still okay. developing. She had a long way to go. Except for when she would come out here and drop 50. Well, <laughs> be like you don't even the only thing you would know would be like if it was a white belt match uh, if it was a white belt match she was gonna go get 40 and then anything else between that she might score 18 and I'm like, all right so she so was jalen brooks against the utah jazz all the time yeah it, it was it was it was such a weird experience and then like also i'm looking at you know utami coming up tam coming up momo is she gonna is she is she gonna make it mayu gets uh you know goes to that grand prix and just like t- go turn supernova up until she wins the white belt or the red belt and i was like <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of this year that, that arissa had i don't know what to make of it like she want i, I i'm really getting old history whatever but anyway um but where were we i don't even know how we even got to this how do we go from that to arissa Oshiki? I don't. I don't even know what just happened. Um, we were talking about. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Uh, we were talking. If, if it's any consolation, I didn't like her winning the belt over Momo at the time. I thought it was a bad decision because she just wasn't ready in ring. Because I, 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 I match your opinion. I, okay, I match your. Opinion. It was yeah, so. I, all right, so it wasn't just me. It wasn't no, just. It wasn't, oh, it wasn't just you. you. Okay, 
Because but I then, like, but then I, I was also the same mind. She comes out on those white belt defenses, like, all right, fine, here's four and a half, right, get out of here. Right. <laughs> I was just like, yes, it was awesome. I admit that. <laughs> right. I'm like, am I and like? I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy in thinking that like she's only good in these in the biggest, which makes you sound like a schmuck, right? On the on her biggest matches and most important moments, she's awesome. But when it doesn't really matter as much or or nearly even close as important, she's not good. What is wrong with you, right? Like you're. It's almost like we want to talk about practice. That's what I said. That's, <laughs> that's what I thought I sound like talking about. Like I feel like she's Allen Iverson, right? And I'm just like, I just got to shut about this. I can't. I can't keep talking about how she had another uh, or just another weird lackluster match, like third third the top of Shinkiba. I just can't do it. Cause she's got to go. She's, I know she's about to go out here, you know, and and have some extra B presets like three and three quarters. I wish Britt Baker was like that. She can suck all year. She can suck all the time. <laughs> but when it comes to like a good match, at least she's good. I, I wish. I wish we at least got that. That'd be nice. Oh man. But instead, she only wrestles like three times a year, and they're all bad. <laughs> wow. And, and then, like, and then, like, you know, every every <laughs> okay. year or so. All right, all right, all right. Come I, on, I was, we, I, we still got nomads to talk about. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like, <laughs> have you have you seen her cage match score? Yeah, it's really high. Like a lot of other Joshi out there that don't deserve it. <laughs> all right. I just want to make. I just want to make sure, make yes. sure that I'm not crazy. Yes. I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. Because I'm just like. How the fuck is she? Never mind. I'm not. Anyway, Let the so, hate flow. <laughs> just, it, just an amazing career. Just like an amazing career. He had a real good eight months. Kind of. <laughs> Mio Momono, wrestler of the year contender for her six weeks that she did well. <laughs> oh, it's on my last year? Yeah. <laughs> So I love this. I love I, lo- I love this shit. This is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like and then and then like I'll I'll see for example, Kamatani this year, right? Go to her cage match. You'd be like, really? But Arissa's like a nine point something. Okay. I think they're. Well, I think, I think, well, they're, James, sim- I think they're similar. Go ahead. You don't sorry. understand when Saya Kamatani was a rookie, she was missing those shooting star presses. That's true. Therefore. Never good. Yeah. B yeah. Priestley never improved. You're wrong. <laughs> Tam still stinks. Tam is still the comedy jobber in a way to tie with the panda. Yeah. Yeah. Ne- never never mind that four those four and a half plus star matches. Never mind those. Never happened. Put those out no, in your no. mind. Shove down our shove down our throats. She's she's over dramatic. Forget about her. She yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Um so <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just let's let, let's actually get on with it. Let's actually get on with it. So we talked about uh, the three. Okay, so um, weird weird thing <laughs> that happened. It up. So it, it, it up. Yeah, <laughs> it seemed like uh, okay. So during the uh, set of shows this uh, month, they did a stars versus um, Donald Del Mondo match where they had a, you know my an obvious pin eater in it. Uh, in a close stretch goes Mai versus Kaguma, and then in the midst of it, Mai catches um, Kaguma in a modified um, O'Connor roll. Mm-hmm. Um, not O'Connor roll, Oklahoma roll. Um, I think she calls it the Sakumai Clutch, and you know she used it to win her match, her first round match against um, Lady C and um, Cinderella Tournament. 
pins Kaguma, and then people, you know, I think this is Corner Hall. I think this is the fifteenth. Crowd pops, and Kaguma looks surprised. They cut to a, a terrific shot of Hazuki, who's out on the floor and like her her mouth's open, and she's looking like, "What? You lost to who?" <laughs> um, they, you know, the crowd pops and it's going crazy. Um, Julia runs to to her geek and starts tearing up and just happy that her geek, you know, has shown some progress to be able to beat someone as, you know, um, well protected and presented in the company as Kaguma. And, um, they get a title shot. They, it's going to be Hazuki yeah. and, um, Kaguma versus Julia and Mai. Uh, so I, I, I like the, I like what, what they did to get to this. Um, it, you know, in a way it feels like we just got to figure out something to do to get uh, Julia in a decent slot on the, or something to do outside of, you know, more prominent stuff, but I'm okay with that. Um, not every, you know, tag team title challenger needs to be, you know, Hameka and Micah level. So I, uh, what are your expectations for this match? I, Cause I don't even, I, this seems like a weird match where I don't even know what, what this match could be. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Will it come down to, uh, like, how, to me, the X factor of it being a good to great match mm-hmm. is surely dependent on how long Julia's in the ring. Right. Because I fully expect my Sakurai to lose this match in the oh, end, yeah. eat a pinfall, probably from Koguma, uh, get the win get back. Get right back. <laughs> get right back, which is fair. That's fine. I got, no, I got no problem with that. It's just how much are we going to see from Julia the bigger star, the superior wrestler, the one we're actually more interested in. I like, I'm still, I'm, I'm way into this, my Sakurai story that's going on right now. Leaves her faction, wants to improve. No more of that goofy shit from the dirty pair group. <laughs> that's an anime reference uh, for the record. I, I totally, totally had no idea. Yeah. It's from the eighties. It's, it's kind of what Tam and Unagi are kind of fucking around with, but anyway, and Mina. And... Oh, when they touch each other. No, when they do like the pose and everything, and th- th- they're absolutely referencing a lot of Dirty Pair. It's a very famous anime from the eighties. Oh, okay, yeah. Anyways, uh, so she wants to approve. Julia takes her under her wing. I'm, I'm sorry. When I say touch each other, they do this spot where like they all basically arch whip from the from opposite corners into each other, and they stop each other by sticking out their arms, and their arms accidentally are basically touching each other's breasts. That's what I wanted to describe as the touch each other part. Because the people would be like, "Wait, what? What was going on?" The people, the few, the people that are still listening, are be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so I just wanted to, for clarification, if you haven't been following, that's that's what they do by what I meant, touch. So you know, I so continue. No, Sorry. no, 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 that's not, that's not dirty pair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, we've gotten to the point where my Sakura has earned her first real title match, mm-hmm. and it's like third, fourth from the top totally fine they're not like main eventing anything with it mm-hmm. could it main event say a cork and hall at this point eh, sure but here we are where look cork and hall is kind of at that same level where like a, a dragon gate or even a new japan to an extent yeah maybe not that extent it's overstated are, but are cork and hall is like the new shinkibas i wouldn't go that far i would say it's more like a Shinju- their shinjuku face type level their middle well, I mean, for it's not, it's not like, a stu- yeah, yeah, it's not their, it's not their large venue, but it's their middle venue. 
while like yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant because like you know, the, Stardom rarely went to Shinjuku, so like they would use Shinkiba almost like as if like Kurokun is their pay per view venue. Everything else is like the house show venues, and Shinkiba is where they would shoot angles and stuff. So it would almost be like their TV in a way. Like I feel like Kurokun okay, yeah, is. Like, yeah. I feel like Kurokun is like when you, now when you put point, it like, that way. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, just yeah, for the sake of yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, I'm 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 excited for this, and and this is I li- I like using this match as a great example of what I wish a lot more of the scene in general would do, in various other promotions. My Sakurai, with her skill level and her personality, uh, for all intents and purposes, would be eaten under cards forever. Maybe they'll throw her in a main event and she'd eat the fall on some random show, right? Whatever, but the fact she's actually getting this chance, being able to prove her herself, uh, showcase her own improvement, both in storyline and in reality, uh, this is this is great. I'm I'm all for this as a fan. If you're invested in my Sakurai, you're over the hill with this kind of match, and you're very excited for it. Who are these my Sakurai fans? I'm not a big my soccer fight my my soccer fan, but I've I've been into her. I like her story. I, uh, her story in regards to like what ha- what she's done in stardom or like her story outside of stardom because I know she has no, she was like done, a model no, or something she, I think. Yeah, she was a model. She's an actress. Girls, that, that's neither here nor there. Just okay. in the stardom universe okay. that we're we're st- we're sticking in here. <laughs> the stardom cinematic universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the stardom galaxy. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I. I They've told a good story with her. They've Iwaka, gotten from definitely. point A to point B. Mm-hmm. It's not overbearing. It's not. It's not not believable. Right. Like you can believe how she's gotten to this point, and she's with one of the biggest stars in the company. Right. That everyone primes for a red belt run at some point. Yep. So you could conceivably believe that Julia is of a star level that she could win these win this match for them, or based on the previous pin with Koguma that my Sakurai could do it again. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is good booking to me. Yeah, I don't, um, is it is good booking. Fundamentally. I was just surprised that, um, they pulled the trigger for this and this is what they came up with. It, it, it obviously, as you mentioned, it's, it's, uh, uh, where is it on the card? It is, uh, f- seemingly, um, four from the top or whatever. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, just, yeah, fourth and I was just surprised that like that that's what they were doing with Julia. I thought that like if they were going to do this, I thought just something that sounds seems more like something they would do, as you mentioned on a Corican Hall or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I'm I, the thing. I think the thing that I'm most surprised by like I don't know how good or how much I don't know how good my is at this point. Like maybe I don't know. Uh, I like, have more I, confidence because of that elimination match at the Fukuoka Festival, where she was okay. the last one in against Mirai. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of popping for her and getting behind her. They were buying into some certain uh, near falls and, and over-the-top rope elimination. Mm-hmm. She got, she got a, I believe she got a big elimination herself uh, off a couple of people. So, uh, that to me was like a big showcase match for her. Okay. And my confidence in her improvement to garner a, a, a chance like this okay i just i mean and they've, they've given her a few wins here and there as i mentioned with like you know she didn't get bounced in the first round of the cinderella tournament um 
Yeah, so, they set her up well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just, uh, I don't know. I, I, it, it, it feels like it may be like maybe they gave her like one more win besides just this, maybe. Yeah, but whatever, it doesn't matter. We, we are where we are, and I think that it's, um, I think that it is, um, a good spot for her. So, um, Anyway, I'm just going to move on and get to um, next match for that. Special Spingles match, Kyrie versus Kyrie and Tam versus uh, Utami in Miyazaki. <laughs> the White Knights. <laughs> oh, man. These started tag team names are out of control. <laughs> yeah, I... The White Knights, Black Desire. <laughs> Fukuoka Double Crazy. <laughs> so, Fukuoka Double Crazy is fine. Black Desire sounds like, sounds like interracial porn DVD. It is what it is. Uh, it, whatever. Right, but Sounds like, like a nice cologne to me. <laughs> but somebody would spray some black desire on before a night on, out on the town. Yes. That's yes. Right. Yes. Um, I don't think that's. Maybe, I don't put, think, maybe put a too. Maybe put too much on. Makes people cough when you walk by. You're like, yeah, what's that? No. Oh, that's my black desire. Yeah, Sorry. Ain't, no, ain't no way black desire <laughs> smells good. There's no way black desire smells good. Um, it's like Sex Panther from. <laughs> 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 was it uh was it 95 90 was it 90 percent of the time it works every time what was, what was yeah. that what was that line crazy ass line of the time it works 60 no it's 60 percent of the time it works all the time or something yeah, yeah <laughs> so so for me um when i saw white knights like my heart i was like they could do no wrong because you know i you know if it wasn't for tan if it wasn't for Kyrie. I would I would never have started watching Stardom, um, and like the reason why I'm such a why I became such a uh, so into you know Tam's stuff uh, you know uh, when I first started watching was because like she reminds me so much of Kyrie in a way, um, but when you know so so when they came out with White Knights I was like oh they can't do no wrong but they did it wrong with this one go back and make come up with another name i i i, I was like I, I i can't i can't i can't do white knights i just can't it's it's it, no no um i later i later learned about like it is more like you know it's in regard to the white belt that makes it better it don't make it great <laughs> so, so uh but whatever they're in a match with utami it means something else in our language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, you know, as you got Jericho the Wizard right now too going on, and I'm just like, yo, what is going on right now? Um, so they have the match, special match against um, Wizard who, injured an innocent civilian. I'll have you know. <laughs> Did that happen last night? That happened last night. Oh God, I, I haven't watched Dynamite yet, so I can't wait to find out what that means. So, um, <laughs> wrestling's so goofy. So, we get the match. There's not much build to it. It is an all-star tag team, a historic all-star tag team versus uh, a a youngin who is like well beyond her depth, and um, you know. If not the ace, the future ace, and um, obviously this match is more for historical purposes because, like, it seems to me like 
from when she's around Amasaki, they they seem to like her in the ways that reminded me of how much they liked Kamatani when she first started, where it was like they let her do stuff that they would they were not letting the other rookies do at the time. And That's she's gonna make, yeah. she's gonna make mistakes or whatever else, but like she's already won a, she's already won a match on her own, which is like saying something because like it takes it takes a lot of, you know, not necessarily super rookies like Utami, but like maybe the next level below. It seems like that's what they they look like in her, they look into her that way. So like for her to get this match is more in line with what I was thinking of. It, they clearly like her and see something for her in like the you know next twenty four months that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I I don't know what to expect in this match. Like I don't I mean it could devolve into you know uh, obviously we know who's going to win, but. As far as like what this means, exactly. As... Kyrie's gonna eat this pin. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna eat that BT bomber. <laughs> Utami's gonna put one foot over her chest, do the big pose. The Castlevania music's gonna strike. Tam's gonna be looking off in the distance, going, "What the what the hell just happened?" Uh, I, w- I would say this: Fredo Khan's gonna come up from that table and bow to her. We need, yeah, it's exactly if, what's gonna happen. If Ross, I'm a, look, I'm if, a wizard because I'm predicting it. <laughs> this is this is the 4D booking. <laughs> so this, is, this, this is the 4D book. Like if if this is where Rossi has come to, then then I gotta say, like uh, Kyrie might might need to get on the phone with Sasha and Naomi and say, hey, all you gotta do is just show up uh, before the before the show. And then have your bag packed with and ready to go in case they don't do what you tell them to do. <laughs> so, um, Tommy cut the promo afterwards saying, "I know who X is. It's a Manami coming in this promotion. Everyone thinks it's Toyota. She's gonna show up. It's actually the newly named Sasha Banks. Manami Banks. Here she comes. Manami Stardom. Banks. <laughs> oh man, like." I, I no, you don't if, like this how, am I one of the only few people that actually would like to see her in a Japanese promotion at some point? That's what she wants to do. Like, if, cause like, you know that like once you intersect like the Sasha fans and like the Joshi fans on Twitter is going to be a, a, a powder keg. It's not going to go well. You, I'd love to see Minami Banks in stardom. But but I'm but, all but, for it. But, but but I'm talking about like the people that that have no house training, right? No home training. Like we can we understand and contextualize it and be fine with that and know that like how much she she has appreciated watching some of that stuff, right? Okay, I'll but, lay the newspaper down for him. It's it's okay. Okay, because <laughs> you you know you know you know how overprotective and crazy Joshi fans is. You know how overprotective and crazy these Sasha okay, fans are. Okay, they don't li- they don't they don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm not their audience. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I, I'm just saying, like, but you do recognize the, the inherent, you know. Oh, they exist. They're psychotic. Oh, yeah. Boy, those chemicals do not mix. <laughs> they, they, they don't. Um, but, yeah. Your suggestion of Manami Banks will drive them <laughs> a little a little crazy, a little overreactive, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, so, what do you... 
is there an angle alert for this? Like, what do you think is going to come at the end result of this? Just, uh, you know, high fives and shakes and all that kind of stuff in the photo op? Or do you think, like, hey, you know, we had our tag match. Now let's have our actual match. Or is this a set up a, a special singles match for Utami and, and Kyrie? What do you what do you think is up Rossi's sleeve with this? Oh, my Joshi alert says it's going to lead to something of Kyrie versus the rookie mm. down the road. Uh, I could see teases for the five star. Something has, was Kyrie announced for the five star? No, don't think so. Um, twenty six entrants, twenty two have been announced. Three will make it through the mini and then tournament an they're act. doing, and then there's one special person to be announced later. And they say it's special. So if it's fucking Nasco Tora, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm going to go back to that tweet and say y'all said special. Yeah, I'm hoping for Manami Banks. <laughs> so, so, oh man, I'm trying to think of how badly they'd be sued. Um, like what? Just what they using the word banks? No, 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 no. Um, no, not that. Like, I'm talking about like, okay, so you announced that there is going to be a person in this tournament now. Uh, what a week or a week before she she you know is leaving apparently and her contract may be with be over in the next six weeks so she gets so like you were already advertising somebody who was going to be if it's trying to be sasha banks who was it before so so basically they come start asking like where were you tampering and how much were you going to sue y'all for like that's oh like, come on this isn't no nba collective bargaining agreement nonsense get out of here i'm, I'm just saying <laughs> like look the way they suspended her, you know they're not playing about about having Sasha work somewhere else. Or in this case, I'm sorry, Mercedes. No, she's renaming Minami. This, this is without question <laughs> happening. On this. <laughs> but both sides are gonna hate this so much if they hear this about this Minami Bank shit. This is great. Because <laughs> both sides are like, how dare you? <laughs> both sides. Okay, so, um, I mean, I never... <sighs> Contract tampering in wrestling. Get out. <laughs> so, um, so as far as, the, so as far as the angle alert, you, you think, you know, you actually think it could possibly be her in, in five star. Yeah, yeah, because wow. that's the wow. only, that's the only way I could, I could see a Tam and Utami type situation play out with Kyrie. Okay. Because uh, I I doubt I something I, I I just have my doubts that they'll do a big singles match between those those two. Okay. So the rookie is more likely. Uh, just to kind of give give that veteran rub situation. That's very <laughs> that's very Joshi. You know what I mean? I remember you telling I, me about I, how much you disliked uh, the uh, the Sheeta and Hikari Noah match from TJP Sumo Hall this year, and I was like, and that's the first thing I thought of. You said the the the, the Joshi Row, which is <laughs> the bigger star, comes in and beats the shit out of the other one. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I think from like a, a, a rub situation, yeah, it's it's like nonsensical, but I uh, la- laughed uproariously at that match because I'm like, because uh, TJPW's. Like heavily advertising, Kari Noah getting this big shot, big press conference. She's like not even there for any of it, even though she was in the country. And she comes in, she points at Aja Kong, the real star, who's like fifty years old, and can't move. And, 
and but, Hikari Noah gets gets beaten in less than eight minutes, and she walks out, points at Aja Kong again. <laughs> Just yesterday's news. <laughs> but but look, I like that match. I understand the, the 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 optics around it, and like maybe I would care more if like I was a a you know a diehard Tokyo Joshi you know. Oh sure, yeah, her yeah. Grow up, but like, or to seeing her grow into getting a point where like she can be, you know, a upper mid Carter. Um, may, maybe I will feel like for me, just like that's just wrestling. Like obviously, maybe the the extent of the how how I guess I I would stop short of saying dominant, but as far as much as she was on top of Noah, I I can see I can see I can see where you're at coming at. For me, it's just like that's just wrestling. Big star comes in. And beat somebody that's not a top star, but like a you know upper mid Carter. I, I, I felt that way, but I remember how much he laughed at it, and I was like, oh, all right, I get it. I, I you know, but um, so it's a company that needs to like push people and stop being so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, well, <laughs> yes, that is true. When you that is true when you told me about like their situation, how like you know for a good chunk of this year it was basically like the same exact champions with the same belts from like three or four years ago. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, but do you think Noble's going to, is somebody that they could track to be, you know, a, maybe not, maybe, maybe international princess. Well, she already had that title and lost. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, that was this year. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, was that the January 1st show? Fourth show? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you know when you lose one of these top two belts in Joshi, it's always like you got to go through it. It seemed like you have to go through a down cycle before you ramp back up. I, I, you know, maybe that's a part of it. I don't know. Um. Oh, but next match, <laughs> Mayu versus the alien Fukuken Death. So. After a stars versus Oedo type match, Saki gets the win uh, by pinning Momo Kogo with, um, you know, her flash crucifix pin. And after that, <laughs> Saki celebrates and she says, hey, <laughs> we're up right now. We have momentum. Uh, me and Kid and Momo are all going after the trios titles and Mayu you need something because you need something for whatever reason I want to get um, Death a shot a challenge for the SWA belt and then Mayu naturally says well you must not know the rules you've been work- you- you've worked in this company for years but you know the rules of the belt this belt is the rule states that, like, if you are your nationality or your country or your origin of country, you have to defend against people that are not from the same country as you. And Mayu explains that, and then Saki retorts, "Well, Fukigen Death isn't Japanese; she's an alien." And Mayu, without missing a beat, just goes, "Oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that. All right, well." She wants if she wants a challenge, then who am I to deny her that? And I'm sitting there just you know, Mayu, she is a master of intentional and unintentional comedy by playing dumb or being dumb. 
And when she just did that, I was like, this is why she's the best. And I, we'll get to the match in a second, but should we be should we be ups- how should people feel about this match should people say ha ha that's funny or should people be like you're setting a bad precedent by doing this goofy shit and, uh, and uh, basically subverting your own rules how do you feel about it I mean it's the SWA title it, okay it, it, it's harmless means I mean it's fucking in death you kind of expect this kind of nonsense right it's, and technically it, She's not a alien. She's a demon from hell. But yeah, yeah whatever. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like the the super serious company. You know, the one with the bear, the fairy, the the gorilla. You know, the demon from hell. That's actually really no wait an alien. But you know, the super serious company that never has fun. Right. Yeah. It's like fifth from the top. It it does me. It, it does like I, I'm indifferent to it. Would I prefer like Yonayama against <laughs> Mayu? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. They're so similar. Like, I haven't seen much of uh of Kaori's comedy shtick as herself, as opposed to um being the you know the demon alien. But I think we're going to get roughly the same level of quality match. I think they're. You know, they're going to have some match in the mid to high threes and it's going to be fun and they'll move on from there. Like the question, the you know, it's not in doubt. It almost feels like it's a, you know, they call it flashing champions. It's almost like a night of champions, class of champions things where all the belts are defended and they went with this. Yeah, because Tekken was already doing high speed and she just came off this belt. I mean, they could have probably thrown in easily someone else in there, but this just feels like cart filler. I think it would be a good match, but you know, you might be right. Um, match below it, Azumi, Tekla, I think match going to be good. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. match going to be good. Uh, <laughs> Prominence versus Cosmic Angels, Mina Unagi Waka versus Suzu Akane in, in Miyagi. Um, yeah, kind of random. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where this came from. Yeah, get him on the card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, also the politics of of the prominent stuff is like, all right, well, they won one, lost one at um, they on, got um, no pull at Sumo Hall, and then now like you know, Reese is not going to win the the red belt. Get him a win here, because I mean, it's it's interpromotional one on one. Yeah, you you, pre- you pretend you give him a win back, but it's against your like most undercard wrestler. Yeah. This is what AJW would do to like LOPW and JWP. <laughs> like, I'm going through it right now in, on funny. my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ridley Retrocast uh, for LOPW reviews. I'm in the midst of it. And I'm just about to get to a show where LOPW has Kandori in the main event. Uh, she's going to win. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have Rumi Kazuma in a hair match against Hokuto, which is a big uh, uh, interpromotional main event. But then the undercard. <laughs> you have the AJW Junior title getting won by the lowest LLPW wrestler, and then the rest of the card LLPW loses. Oof. That's tough. <laughs> right. 
So <laughs> in this case, tough. you have Risa Sarah in the big main event. She'll mm-hmm. lose, right? Most likely, which is fine. And yeah. then in the undercard against Waka, <laughs> right? She'll likely lose, probably like, to Suzu, because uh, you know they they're giving Suzu some. They I mean, that would be yeah, that would be well. the right decision. Yeah, yeah, and you know. They got to give them some wins. They're putting they're putting um, Suzu and Risa both in the Grand Prix. They got to give them they got to give them some wins in the, in the lead up to all this and you know all the stuff they they've been doing with prominence and you know now seemingly with God's eye because of the Shuri Risa. Right, Suzu's stuff. gaining her credibility, getting a win over my soccer, right? Getting a win over this, it's kind of setting a precedent. Yeah, they they got her cutting promos against Julia and being front and center with someone like that. And Risa Sarah's in the main event here. Like they have their credibility within Stardom. They're not stars in stardom by any no, means yet not yet i'm very curious to see how much this show draws because risa sarah hasn't been technically a draw in a number of years now at this point so 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 her in this main event isn't isn't it like this show isn't necessarily shuri against her that's the draw it's mm-hmm. the class of champions yep advertising that's the draw of the show yep is you get to see all the titles on the line yep so I guess um, before we move on from that, like, what do you think is at this point? What do you think is the baseline for Stardom and Oda City? Just with a, with a stacked up card like this, like regardless of who's actually in it, like obviously it's not like you know it's not like it's uh, Tam versus uh, versus Julia or uh, I don't know Mayu versus um, Starlight Kid and for the red belt or nothing like that. But yeah, like, what do you, what do you think it, the baseline okay, so is? Oda, for? they got 2000 last time for the Cinderella. Cinderella though. Um, 1500, which would be like, uh, okay. a, a sold out, a close to sold out Corkin, like in the ballpark. Okay. I think 1500 plus. Okay. I think, I think, I think with think a card fair. like this though, they could, they could get 2000 again. Based off uh, strong the card is basically yeah I, I'm 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 any I think anything I haven't really thought about it I'm just going through it now with you and you're better at this than I am so I'm just you know maybe yeah I'm just I'm just kind of spitballing here I'd have to yeah I'd have to look at some some of the past attendances who's the main event uh, Shuri's done very well on top there's no doubt yep um what did they get in January uh, with Shuri hold on with Marai yeah um. Uh, I don't know, but it was whatever it is is probably because that was in bit, Nagoya. Yes, it, but I think it's also somewhat, I think it's somewhat artificially inflated by like they were doing that three way thing that ended up getting canceled, and it was also like they were setting up as like Tam the hometown home area hero. Like you know, ultimately got pulled at you know at eleventh hour, but like they were building that thing up pretty big. So they got thirteen hundred for that show. Okay, so I, I might. 15, 15 to two thousand. Okay, I, I think I think that's a good little ballpark number. If they do two thousand, wow, I, I I'd be impressed by that by that one, especially because I I think at some point there's going to be a burnout factor with all these big events. I don't know. Uh, the fan base is very loyal, and they keep putting on good shows. That's true. Uh, they have they have strong champions that that's also true. Continuously draw. They're they're very fresh with a lot of their main events. They're not uh, rinse and repeating. There's no nostalgia factor that wears off. There's a there's a lot of things going for them in in terms of drawing crowds right now. Also on a house show level, it does yeah. work there as well. Yeah, I, I I'm you're right about all that. I'm just 
I'm worried that if they keep doing like two pay-per-views or really three pay-per-views in five weeks, shit like that, like uh, there's going to be a, a bottoming out at some point or a tipping point on that okay, at some well, point. Maybe not now. Yeah, but you're talking about what you're referring to. I, if I'm if I'm gauging what you're saying uh, correctly, is people buying the pay-per-view itself. No, I meant like as far like depending on. I mean, obviously they got to be they have to be very careful with it as far as what region of the country they're in. Like, I don't think they can keep uh, going to. I don't think they can go to Tokyo like three times or in in or basically like every other week and do this. They haven't done that. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying like, okay, so they got to be strategic with like, if they're going to do this many pay-per-views in a row or, or big events that they're going to put on pay-per-view or whatever else to try to draw over a thousand people. Um, they like the sumo halls, the Oda cities. Um, I think they're, where is it? Uh, I forgot where they're putting the, the main event or the final of the grand prix this year. since some, some big place, but like, if they're going to do that, and then also like you know the Western expansion um, this year that was a plan that's been working well, um, I I wonder what it's going to look like in the second half of this year or after the Grand Prix, like as far as the number of big events they do and where they're going to put them. I I don't think they can just keep going to Tokyo and and expecting to draw like two thousand people every single time. Well, people have made the argument about that with New Japan for a number of years, and they they uh, when they were at their peak and growing, uh, it wasn't an issue. Uh, especially when they started doing the Sapporo double shots and those kinds of shows, mm-hmm. they just continually uh, were able to draw those crowds. And uh, just to make like a reference to like in the '90s, uh, when like WCW and WWF were kind of at their peaks. Uh, when they even went to a monthly pay-per-view model, people thought that who's going to go to those shows, who could afford them, who can mm-hmm. even buy them like on pay-per-view, and business goes up. Mm-hmm. So it's if you put on a product that people want to see and pay for, people do it, and people go to their shows. Until there's like evidence of a, a decline in some form or factor, then for all intents and purposes, stardom is just going to continue to grow the way they are. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm seeing ghosts. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, so continuing on to finish up the last parts of this uh, card, uh, tr- uh, futures match. Rock wants her belt back. Uh, in the lead up to this, she has pinned uh, Hannon on two different separate occasions uh, this month, um, and gets wants to get a rematch for her uh, future belt that she lost to Hannon um, at Sumo Hall on. Uh, the 29th of uh, December last year. So um, I'm interested to see this match as far as see like, you know, do they have another good match in them? And also just really curious to see this, if Hannah continue her streak of having a three-star match in the opening mm-hmm. or not, or close at the beginning of every pay-per-view like she has. Um, yeah, it's a future match. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, it's just interesting to me like, I'm just waiting for like Inaba and Aoi and some of these new blood characters to come in and I think Aoi's start first, challenging right? for these things. Aoi's first to be next, right? Maybe, maybe. Like after both, seemed, Inaba, both Inaba and Aoi have challenged for the thing. It seemed like they were headed towards Aoi first, though. Sure. 
<laughs> Are you, I'm surprised they're, you know, because, you know, Tomoka, she's, you know, the future's champion in, in Sendai Girls. I wonder. Like, yeah, that, don't mean, that doesn't mean anything. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know about, like, like, hey, we gotta, you know, we don't want to do this you, you, or whatever. We don't want our, our future champion losing. You're their future champion. Um, so Maybe to Sendai, it's a big deal, but to me, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Okay. So, then you have uh, the, first, the the opening match of the card. You have a a trios lottery match. It is is going to be Ida, Kogo, Lady C, Hina, Ami, and, and Rina all come out, and then they're going to I'm assuming draw draw color sticks, and then there'll be three on one side, three on the other. Um, I I don't know if this is a I don't know what matches are have been designated as they're going to be on the pre show or not, but like that's ten matches. I I don't know. Um, but I think the match will be fun for what it's worth and nice little opener. And then they'll get to uh, progressively the crazier stuff and heavier hitting stuff on the card. And I mean, that's pretty much the review. Um, I, I think that it's going to be a great show. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. You, you, you know, I do have you raise some some uh, legitimate concerns for the main event, but <laughs> I think if this main event hits, like I think it's going to hit, or like it could hit, I think that we're going to be talking about like one of the better shows of the year. If the main event hits, uh, I certain, I certainly think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, you have to tell me: Do you upload your shows on YouTube? I do. Okay, so um, because um, we're now moving on to talk about um, freedoms. Um, Nomads. You're right. I said freedoms. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because we're going to be talking about uh, nomads, like in Miyuki Takase's there, and like I hear, you know, every so often I hear you drop her interest music, and I'm just like, this is some of the best interest music in the, in the biz. I, I'm going to drop it here, and um, I will for a second time today. I will hit the music. So we are going to um, be talking about nomads. Um, before we get into the card, where do you want to start with nomads and the landscape in Joshi and what this could and what do you think it could mean? Because, uh, like, I, I gotta say, like, Stardom is doing great. Tokyo Joshi Pro is doing very good, all things considered. And mm. um, oh, check out their house show numbers; they're not doing good. <laughs> That's true, but I, I was pleasantly surprised what they did um, for Sumo Hall. Um, I think I told you that before they did it. Uh, before, yeah, it was it was good in terms for them, right? Uh, which I will give credit for. I, I did say say that much. It's 
TJPW attendance and what they're able to pull going forward is going to be super interesting mm-hmm. uh, because of where they're at now, where their main event is. Uh, the roster in general um, is losing people more than gaining. And their isolationist attitude, uh, I think, is hurt, hurting them right now. So, okay, so in uh, Doka left this year. Also, you had, um, who was it? Kobashi left this year too, right? Yeah, that's two. Anybody else? No, not this year. No. Okay. Okay. So, but um, Mirai was last year. Unagi Mina prior to that. Mm-hmm. This goes on. Natsupoi. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I, I just, I, I remember. I, I just don't know. Cause Rich said this to me before. Like, I don't know what Judge Promotion is like. Not figure, trying to figure it out with Mina. You gotta yeah. try. You, you gotta you try. You got um, well. <laughs> That's what I have uh, preached for years is the issue is nobody does try. Maybe maybe in their minds what they're doing is trying. But their idea of trying just doesn't work. Mm. So in, in light of that discussion about the number two, um, well, let's be real. Number three is at this point might be <laughs> might be new blood, but but, I've yeah, I've made the same joke. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like now that there's now that there's two attendances, like yeah, number two is number number three is new blood, but uh, a potential legitimate like outside of the world of stardom, uh, you have nomads, a project brought together by a lot of the top uh, freelancers in the scene. Um, I think it's mostly headed by Nash Samire, former comedy wrestler in stardom. Um, and they, they, they sold out Shinjuku face like almost immediately. Um, they ran their show this past Friday, um, on the 20th. And, um, I, I, you know, I haven't caught all of the show, but I caught the opener and I caught the final two matches and like the final two matches, did exactly what I thought it could do. And like, I'm, you know, and I'm happy for them. And I thought like this show was a success. So, uh, what were, what were your thoughts on as far as them coming, coming together for all this stuff? And what do you think it could mean? I think it's important to recognize how we got here in the first place and why. And that is because of the scene over the number of years uh, people retiring, people leaving promotions uh, in various directions, whether it's joining startup, whether it's going overseas, what have you, and COVID. And what we're left with now is a number of these, like for all intents and purposes, actress, actress girls to me closed and rebranded, and now they're very isolationalist doing their thing with a lot of rookies. That they've that they're de- that they've debuted, they're a separate entity at this point. They don't even like recognize themselves as wrestling. So I'm kind of putting them to the side. Ice Ribbon has lost their entire main event midcard over the last 12 months. 
Oz Academy is an aging roster with uh, no development program. Uh, Seedling has lost their owner, <laughs> essentially, or founder, uh, better yet put. Uh, they're a roster of four people. JWP is essentially a roster of like four people, or, or pure J. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list goes on. Every Everyone is splintered and small. Not, not before we move on, do do Sendai girls. Uh, they exist. Okay, just, just you know. Yeah, they just, exist. Just to... yeah, they're they're out on the farm. They're hanging out. Their their founder is over in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> wrestling Ivy Nile and and a witch. Like, see ya. You know. Also, a roster of like four people. Yeah, I'm just putting that number out there because it's consistent. But anyways, uh, so you have now this large group of people that are without a home. And whether that's. I see it as a bad thing, uh, personally, because now they have no place to work consistently. And the way the way these promotions book freelancers uh, they either do really one or two things. They put them in undercard nothing matches. They're just kind of card fillers. That's what they're there for. Or they'll bring in the occasional person and feed them to their main eventer. Or in the case of like a Sendai, since you like bringing them up, uh, Chihiro will lose to them and then beat them to get the title back. Uh, seemingly every year there's a chosen freelancer that will go sh- uh, promotion to promotion face all the main eventers, and lose, rinse, repeat. Uh, Saki has done that in a couple of promotions. The most notable probably in the past, like, eight months is you, Y-U-U. Yeah. She's she's done that. So you, you do the root. And uh, no nothing is more of a prominent example of what freelancer status does is is what's happened to two of the founding members, Mayuki and Yuki Takase. Takase has lost her promotion, with their redirection, and she herself has admitted that her coverage is significantly lower to the point where it's a problem. And this is how, uh, my understanding is she fronted a lot of her own money to put on this show. Wow. Yeah. If I'm if I'm wrong with that, I, I apologize, but that's my understanding I, currently. I thought that it was, um, I thought I thought that was, a you know, as far as people, you see the front-facing and the promotional stuff between um, NASA or something, Natsuko, Natsuko, Natsu Samire. I'm doing it with ends now. With Natsu and, you know, Maya and you and Rena and um, Maya, like, it seemed, uh, maybe I misread this or I'm just imagining this, but it seemed like a good deal of them all put their own money into this thing. Yeah, they all have their own, like, fun funding uh, and sources of some kind to get this thing started. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that specifically Takase had to put up a, a, a the, the most chunk or something. Wow. Yeah. Uh, again, if I'm wrong, I apologize. It's just, that's my current understanding of the situation. And uh, so less coverage, less places to work, because she's seemingly bouncing promotion to promotion, put on house show matches, and she's eaten a lot of falls this year. So her star power has greatly diminished. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Then you got Maya Yuki, who's still being booked in Ice Ribbon, but she's in undercards. Their ex-main eventer that mm-hmm. drew money for him is now seemingly nothing. 
that's a problem. And that in their own press conferences, they were referencing these things as issues and why they need to make a, 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 a haven, <laughs> if you will, called nomads where these freelancers can get consistent work. Where myself as a fan comes in and goes, okay, that's great. I like this idea. Let's make this into something. You have the main eventers. You have the mid-carters. That's like Colors, uh, Mike Ozaki, number of others, whether you believe their positioning uh, here or there. Uh, what they're missing to me is a lot of the undercarters to, to fill out the cards, which I, I've mentioned this on the Five Star Joshi podcast, which I uh, spoke a lot about this with Scotty over there, is you can find undercards and, and other freelancers around the world. Uh, there's certainly a lot of them in America right now that could use uh, the reps and work and possibly uh, these splintered Joshi produce shows at this point. I, I hardly call them promotions these days since they only run maybe once a month uh, drawing in 100 people on a good day. <laughs> but they could certainly use them to fill out cards. So th there's, there's, there's options uh, to do these things. So we're my hope in Nomads is this isn't just a we're running a wrestling show, produce show. They have the potential to do something a lot more with it. And obviously there's there's concerns and difficulties and hurdles they'll have to go over with uh, booking timings with various wrestlers. Are they available? Because they have to also look out for themselves. They don't have like if this was a promotion that maybe signs people and they get first priority different story that's not what this is so there's a lot of concerns i have on that on that front with how often they can run these things and it's going to take time they don't have a big sponsor uh because they don't they like these aren't stars from the 90s you know you don't have a kyoko in or an aja kong that can just like show up to a money mark and gives a bunch of money. This isn't Shigusa Nagayo starting Gaia, and they, she, they get a 10-year contract where they confront, and as soon as the contract ends, Gaia closes. This is all fronted by them. So they have to be really careful with how they uh, approach running shows, who they book, and how. And how they can do that, in my opinion, is doing stories. Don't just be a cool match promotion. In theory, that's kind of what all these other promotions already do is you know you look at a sendai card it's it's oh look at these cool look at this cool tag match in the main event or you go to wave and it's oh look at look at this cool nagisa nozaki singles match oh, okay fine all well and good they don't do anything there's no continuity i need continuity as a fan mm -hmm. from show to show and we got a good example of hopefully what they plan on doing is that sauriano yep. veni yep angle and the semi-main event yep and for all intents and purposes they pretty much are teasing that that's going to be a big singles match on their second show that they announced because they sold out 470 people overcrowded bill stop success as they uh, uh said which is great i believe it's the largest shinjuku face uh crowd since the pandemic which is a great success and I'm glad that they went this route instead of running a Corken Hall where they get where maybe they could get 500. You don't know that because the honest the honest truth for me, James, is none of these people anymore are actual stars. 
they're all freelancers that we think are stars as fans because they're good. They're very good. Yeah. But there's no history of them ever drawing any sort of business other than Mayuki and her title reign for Star uh, Ice Ribbon. Mm-hmm. But that's long That's long gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so even... You're right, because even, like, you, when she was the... the uh, the POP champion, like that was like that was a totally different Tokyo Pro than even now, right? Exactly, yeah. and, and and she's far removed from that as well. Yeah, yeah, that was like I mean, she's been a, as long as I've been watching Joe, she's been a freelancer, right? And she represents Eve, <laughs> like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. There, there's there's so many difficulties that they got to do, and as Scotty and I were talking about where they need to essentially build their own stars. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really important in getting them over and drawing money for themselves. Because mm-hmm. if they're going to keep this place open and be this haven for freelancers to have consistent work, they need to do that. They can't just be a cool match promotion because that won't actually make any stars. That won't keep them going. By the time, if, the, if that's their idea or what they think will work, then I'm afraid I'm going to be on the negative side of this and go by f- show four, they'll be drawing maybe 150 people. Mm. And yeah, that's not a successful model. Yeah. And coming out of the first show, I'm more bullish on it. I'm more positive. I, I can't remember. Which, big- I, can't remember I can never remember, remember which one means what between bearish and bullish. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, maybe I got it backwards too. Now you have me second guessing. No, I just don't. I no, I really yeah. don't know which one means which which one. Were you were you saying you're positive or negative, or glass half full or glass half empty? Well, I'm an engineer, so let's not go that route. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Are you more the glass positive or made negative? Properly, James. Optimistic or pessimistic? Uh, coming out of the first show, I'm more optimistic. Okay, currently. I am too. The main event was very good. Oh, yeah. Like, excellent stuff. Yes. Uh, one of my top favorite tag matches of the year. Uh, it, it, it also made me uh, very frustrated that the scene could be doing this <laughs> throughout, could have throughout the, this. The, the year. And they don't do that. They don't book these things. A lo- one of the one of, like Rina Yamashita in various uh, interviews and her press conferences uh, really emphasized that they don't get singles matches. So one advantage that Nomads can do out of the gate is book these cool singles matches and build stories off them, which we Mm -hmm. saw with Kaho in her return against Hiroyo Matsumoto. Yeah. She's been gone for what? She's been gone since what, the pandemic? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So she's come back. She put in on an excellent showing, showed a lot of character, uh, told a story that she wants to come back stronger. You know, good, simple stuff. Wrestling isn't hard. Improved her uh, okay. too a lot from like over the last uh, two three years too. Like she, you know, when I first started seeing her it was like two thousand late two thousand nineteen, you know, and then you know the Kagetsu retirement show, and then to see her now, like she's jacked and ripped. Yeah, it makes yeah, may, may, it makes us all look bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what the fuck was I doing? I was bowling and drinking beer. Oh god. <laughs> I, I remember talking about uh, you know, Chris Statlander and um Pete Dunn now Butch and how I felt like, you know, they won the pandemic. Like they had time on their hands and they made use of it in in, in very constructive ways. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, good main event, angle in the semi-main, mm-hmm. good comeback story, builds. I think my only negativity around the show was really how they approached the undercard. Where okay. it's your first, it's your first show, and what is very, at, at least my opinion on what's obnoxious right now is the constant house show comedy aspect. Well, you know, we hate that kind of stuff. I, I uh, yeah, I, I know. I'm a I think it's probably it. our close. I think that's our probably closest bond about Joshi Wrestling. Is like get some of this bullshit out of here. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the saying is funny. Don't make money for a reason. And the more, the more, like I, I can't stress this enough. House show stuff is different from serious show stuff. Yep. Me, this is the first show. Be serious. And Bubble Jobber coming back with Tehonma, who's probably going to be a main event, main eventer. They're Eventually, doing no yeah. more nomads. Having her goof around with Bubble Girl for a little while, it, it does me no good as a fan. And I. Sure, it puts a smile on people's faces, but you already had that with the Natsu Sumire against Takase exhibition. Right. That went to like a five-minute time limit draw, yeah. Right. And Natsu Sumire is, is to me, a comedy genius, and she can fulfill that role like no one else. <laughs> like, And then the trios match with Colors against, uh, for all intents and purposes, Team YMZ. Like, okay. <laughs> nice little trios match. I would have liked to see something, maybe more come out of it. Maybe a promo afterwards, give the audience a little something to sink their teeth into, because your your uh, first impressions are so important. Mm-hmm. This, this is your first show. I think there there would have been no harm in doing something more in the undercard than just what you see on every single Joshi show out there. Be different, do something different, go above and beyond to make that first impression as great as possible. Now, of course. Well, it, after it, that point, well, it was phenomenal. It's well, you know, un, unwritten rules, unwritten rule. Like five match card, no one can touch a mic until match four. Unwritten rule. Well, it's ba- changed. I don't know. Do you want me to say it's based on culture? Change. That's just. I'm just saying that's just how it goes over there. I don't know why. <laughs> no, no. In Stardom, they they uh, they don't do that. Not it's, all the time. They change it. That's true. Or at least it, it is, but it as, is rare. It is rare for someone to get the mic before yes, match. Yes, before. it is rare. But this is also an aspect over wrestling in general is if you're going to do something new, buck the trend. Yeah, I'm with you. I just messing around. I'm with the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, mean, I, mean I, I, I totally understand the the boundaries and respect and culture uh, various countries around the world, there's barriers to things. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guy that truly believes in breaking barriers. Like, do something different. Uh, if I'm going to make, like, a wacky comparison, uh, when Bull Nakano was taken over in AJW, she was wrestling like men. Mm-hmm. And that brought in a brand new audience and completely changed the dynamic of what AJW needed at the time. Mm-hmm. Medusa came in was top gaijin for a brief very brief period of time but that was also different Nomads needs to be different they can't just be what like Sendai does or mm-hmm. Wave where it dives into comedy constantly and in, in infecting the main offense uh, to put a, a bad term on it 
So, uh, very good main event. One of my favorite tag matches of the year. I love the angle between uh, Venny and Sariano. Uh, let's make some let's let's make some stories, make some angles, uh, make some main eventers for this thing. So, out of from everyone on the card, if the if the idea is into indeed turn this into a promotion, which I think not only is that the case, I think that should be the case. Um, who who do you think should be the people? Who do you think should be the top, the one or the top two that they should make the the top stars in in what out of what they have on um, on Friday that was on the card? Well, uh, Mayu Kihi is a proven draw, at least from where she came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, say to I guess an extent, she's a former champion. They're kind of the only two that really have that right to say that Mizunami's beyond the sea title run and her late wave title run. I punt those because <laughs> wave was about to go on hiatus and seed was during the pandemic and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put, I would definitely put Venny probably up there. That's the one for me. Uh, because she hasn't really been featured in any promotion herself. So that would be a new star for them to make. I know she has her Russell one uh, in various appearances, and she's now a DDT tag champion, which is great. She was seedling, she was beyond the sea champion, but it's during the pandemic, just like the Mizunami thing. Yeah. It, I don't even think she won the title in the main event. <laughs> I don't remember. But anyways, okay. regardless. <laughs> We got those three, uh, and I think they should make they should try to make a new star themselves. Because it would be because one one thing that points to a lot of good business is a new fresh face in the scene mm-hmm. people haven't seen before, someone young, and honestly, I would look at colors for that. And I'll I'll point in I'll point at Yuko Sakurai, give okay. her a big push, give her a chance. I'm I. I I think with Maya Yuki dropping the fall in the main event to Mizunami, uh, there was a, I did have a kind of side eye at how politics might come into play, how selfish some people might be, what are, what are our uh, lines we can't cross, what's our veteran status, how that's going to play in, into, into a factor, and with Maya and her Oz Academy connection with Maya Miyazaki, and, uh, you know, various other aspects. Her mm-hmm. dropping the fall kind of really let me know that maybe politics aren't going to play as much of a factor as they normally do in the Joshi scene. Unless, of course, some promotion out there like makes them their champion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they want to kind of protect themselves in that aspect. Right yeah. now, no one's a champion except Benny as a tag champion. But uh, regardless, I think Takashi's a. I think I think uh, Miyuki is a uh, Diana ch- tag champion with. Um, she drops uh, falls all the time. It's everywhere, so that, that okay. doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Who is she champion with? Is it a uh, Umasaki? Umasaki? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. 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 So okay. I, I try to, you know, I just like using y- Yuko Sakura as an example. Um, you can really pick a number of different. Uh, I mean, technically, Sauriano's never been a star or main eventer anywhere. That's what I was going to ask. Is she is she too? Um, how do I want to say this? She's not old, but is she 
like uh, out in the sun too long to be to be and is like kind of overlooked in that in terms of that. That's very possible. Because okay. there, there, there is a perception is reality factor to a lot of these freelancers. They've been out in that field for so long and never been presented as, as such. Are some people considered lost at this point? Are they considered slotted? Uh, mm-hmm. it, it all depends on how they can book and try to get these people over. That Venny Sauriano match, I think, could do a that, that could do a lot for somebody. Whether it's Venny or Sauriano, I think it do a lot for uh, for Sayori. Like, cause I, I know she's good. I have no idea how good she is. Nobody does, cause she only wrestles like two serious matches a year. Maybe. Right, right. <laughs> As opposed to like you know Oscar Venny, where they're just like, I, she's fucking awesome. Like she's she's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think so, and she is very adamant about getting her in AEW. <laughs> Dude, I I would. She'd be over. In one match, like you know, um, oh, she, as soon as she busts out that moonsault, it's done. Right, like, it's game right. over. She's like that check. <laughs> come, she's gonna come down to the ring and, and dance, and people gonna look at her and be like, "Okay, she's you know charismatic and all that kind of stuff." And then when they see, and, and then like you know, that's one thing when it's like once you get Japanese wrestlers over here, you don't know if they're actually going to you know wrestle as stiff as they wrestle here. But like you put her in there with the right person, and she can do, and she does her shit, and she's just her. First night, first night. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I have I, she. I, what, yeah. you, what what is your big takeaways from Nomads? So, at least from what you've seen. Okay, so I watched the opener opening match. It was nice to see um, Natsu back out there, and you know she 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 her. I, I've heard her do an interview that was translated. Like this was like the um, the Oedotai stuff, and she talked about how like she doesn't have the ambition to be at the top of anyone's cards. She just wants to you know wrestle children, be a comedy wrestler, wrestle open matches, or you know she doesn't want to go fifteen or twenty minutes. She thinks that's too taxing, too difficult. She she knows she she okay, she right. she, had, she knows what she wants, and this obviously yeah. this was three years ago, so things have changed maybe. But she had a shoulder she had a shoulder injury, um, or whatever else that took her a long time to recover from. She was out there for like five minutes, and you know did the funny stuff with um, Takase, and went to a five minute draw, and you know that's what she did. So you know that's what she does. That's what she's. I've always seen her do. I think there is a a pathos to her. Um, when I was watching her in 2019 and in, in um, stardom, I think there's a path, I think there's a likability to her. The fact that she is a you know she is a in a way like if she were a dude, we would call her a shithead heel. But whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but she is but she is like when she but she knows how to be likable when it's when the time is asked is called for it right. So like I think so I, so I, I had I had fun with that and like you know let her just be, you know, be back in openers like she wants to and, you know, head the rest of it. But, um, the, the summer main event, um, you and, um, in Oscar Vinny, I don't know what you and Oscar Vinny's beef is, but they were doing the, we don't get along thing. And I don't know if that, I don't know what that plays into from whatever promotion they freelanced at or whatever else. I don't know if that's a wave thing or a seedling thing or what. I, I don't know, but, um, you well, the t- good thing is they introduced you to that all at the beginning of the match. Did I miss that? Yeah, like they, in a promo they, they package. Were, 
Well, no, they were they were like uh, they were doing the foxy hand symbol. They were getting in front of each other for the camera and posing and getting angry. Yeah, yeah, at yeah each the other pose off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that kind of established their characters and why they were beefing at each other at the first place. And I thought the beginning of of the, like those top three matches, mm-hmm. each of them did something like that, where they they set a precedent of why the why they're probably going to go at each other's throats the way they are yeah like i mean it, you know I, I i i've never seen um sayori or oscar any in a ring together before but like the second that they were in the ring and you like or the second like they came out to the ring both together you're like oh they 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 do not rock with each other at all um and then escalated to where it escalated to but um but yeah like i, I thought the match i thought the match was very good uh um obviously you know once they went to the um, the the double count out because they're in the crowd throwing chairs at each other and trying to kill each other. Um, I thought that was hot. Um, and like as you mentioned, like if that's what they want to do for Nomads number two or whatever, they're gonna start titling these things as like sign me up. I want to see them go at it. Um, I mean, because quite honestly, I can, I can see Oscar Vinny wrestle a, a a a broom. Like I mean, I've seen I've seen <laughs> Sukasa wrestle a broom, a broom. So whatever. Um, so yeah, that's um, and I'm interested to see like. Where, where is Sayori? Like, where, like, what can she actually bring as opposed to being like, you know, like a throw in freelancer that they put, you know, here and there and everywhere in between and doesn't get the opportunity to, you know, show what she can top out at. I'm always interested because like she, she looks like somebody like, like she's a pretty girl in shape all that sort of thing like clearly clearly is, is a good wrestler we don't we've, we've never or i've never been able to discern how good exactly um yeah i mean the closest i can think of in recent memory is uh her against suzu suzuki in ice ribbon at river mania what year was, was this 2020 yeah <laughs> okay well when you say it's the main event i was like i remember when suzu was champion it was 2020 so yeah 2020, okay. and then before that was her getting mauled to death by Mayumi Ozaki at oh, the God. Oz Academy uh, Plum Memorial Show, <laughs> where oh, she bled God. a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> at Academy. least that gets to show her sympathy side. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> but, nice. The sympathy of yeah. you're bleeding out, yeah, getting hit with this chain over and over again. Um, hey, my mom gave that match four and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know your I didn't know your mom did match ratings, but that's good to know. Oh yeah, um, they're hilarious. Oh <laughs> god, are they all over the place and ridiculous? Yes, even better, <laughs> even better. It's, it's better that it's better to see ridiculous star ratings uh, from someone that doesn't watch that much wrestling than, than like ones that are like roughly accurate. Can be like, all right, so you used to be a fan, or or you know, or you're too into it. Like I like the people who was like. This thing, this match I saw was ridiculous, or this match stunk, or this match was awesome. So I give it a high rating. That you yeah. know, I like that sort of thing. She, um, li- she likes seeing the older woman beat up the pretty younger one because the older one was closer to her in age. <laughs> Wait, is that is 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 that the hidden subtext, or is that what she said? That's what she said. Okay, okay. She's like, okay. go get her. Old. We'll see you still got it. Olds on top. Shout yeah. out to Dan Coffey. Olds on top. She's secretly a deathmatch fan. It's kind of funny. Oh man, she gave Risa Sarah, Rina Yamashita like five stars. <laughs> she watched Ice Ribbon, yeah. Um. So I, I, I thought that was, I thought that was fun, and then like the main event, 
um, with, uh, you know, Mizunami and Takase versus um, Rina and, and Maya. I, you know. Maya. Oh, the forearm exchange and the chops between Yamashita and Takase. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Did you see the facial expressions that they were throwing. Oh, yeah. I mean, when when I think it was I forgot what I forgot what Takase caught, but she caught something and she like went down to her knees facing out towards the ropes in the face of like, oh, my God, I I, I may not survive in here. <laughs> like, it was awesome. She looked like she was going to cry. And then she and then she like took a breath and then she scowled up and she's like, all right, here I go again, brother. <laughs> yeah. And then the next forearm came. She took it and then just went down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, up and down, up and down throughout the duration of that match was just like excellent strike striking. Like whether it was chops, whether it was forearms, whether it was uh, knees and kicks. Like, I mean, it's been so long, and like you know, once once Maya went freelance, um, and you know she was doing like you know DDT and 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 Gambari and whatever else, and I was always like, all right, well, like, and I saw her matched up with another another tall, rangy athlete, like. Um, Saki and Kyle was like, okay, so they gave her, you know, somebody that I think that I, I was interested to see what that was. And then I kept seeing like hearing reviews of those matches and like the tag stuff or whatever they were doing. I was like, oh, okay, that's not, that's not what I really want to see. Like what yeah, I want under, under like, card eight minutes stuff. Like yeah. That. Like what I want to see is like, for example, uh, like the first Julia match I ever saw was her challenging Maya and Maya just just unleashed some just just murder her dozens of times with knees and strikes and kicks and and you know basement super kicks and and running knees and like just just demolish julia and that and like i was so impressed by like i guess if you want to say if you will the, the kick package right like she's just yeah. really good she's really damn good and like I, I like enjoy watching her strike her striking so like to see that after you know seemingly not really being able to see it for a while, like I was impressed all over again by all the stuff she could, all the stuff she could do, and like her, you know, her and um, and Mizunami, like Mizunami, you know, really good comedy match wrestler, whatever else, but like I saw it in Cleveland last year, like when you put her, you task her to, to you know, to wrestle at a main event style or whatever else, like she gets it done, like she's 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 a, I don't know that. Underrated is the right word, but like I would say, probably underappreciated. That says like she can get the job done when asked. I really like I really like Rio Mizunami in high end tag matches like this. I yep. think it's where she flourishes the most. Uh, maybe your singles match style uh, doesn't hit with others uh, the way like Maya or Takase match would. Uh, maybe she's not capable of that high end level, but. As we as we saw in AEW with her against like Nyla Rose, she can she can deliver. I well, I think she can. I mean, it, obviously, I, maybe maybe um, do I think she's elite in the scene? No, but I think if you put her in there with someone that is, she can she can go and reach back and get you damn near four and a half stars. Yes, right. Like that yeah. match she had with like I, I, that, I that match that. year in match she had uh, at the end of this year in um, Corgan Hall with, with Arisa Nakajima. That match is fucking fantastic. That match is awesome. Like. That kind of stuff, like the match she had um, in the middle of the year, defending against um, Oscar Vinny. Another match where it's like over four stars, easily great, you know, great title defense. And um, you know, like this is a person that like the most of her stuff, she's you know 
freelance here there do the comedy stuff come out just lo- more charisma than more charisma than three wrestlers right and she can get by off that if she wanted to um but like when she i feel like when she wants to tap into that like you know she, well, she can it's it, not every time her, i've though. seen it she every time she's been i've seen her task for that she can get it done in that in that sense yeah it's not just her though and this is what makes so much of the scene frustrating it's a, is, it's a lot of them it's a lot of them where you don't get to see them tap into a higher level yep. because they're not opted for that. They're not. That's not what they're there for. Yep. They're there just to. They're they're there to for like Maya against Kaho Matsushita in uh, third from the bottom singles mm-hmm. match for six minutes. Yeah, like that's what they're there for. Yeah. Like I think. Like over the years watching this over the last few years, like just like learning the. Like I'm still learning every day, or not every day, but almost every on a weekly basis. Like there is somebody that is dope that I that I have just never seen, all the time. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's just, it's, still, it's just always like that's crazy. Like it's it's crazy. There's so many people that are like oh, like not just not just good. Like can go out there and and kill it. Um, it, it, and it's wild to me. It's like you know. Uh, looking at it from the perspective of a quote-unquote like american's view of joshi or whatever else like people act like this shit literally has not mattered at all since 97 correct and it's like (laughs) i mean and and let's put let's just put like stardom to the side in its recent success right it's like nah like they're 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 so like I don't want to say it's down a dozen to find a quality uh, women's wrestler in Japan, but it's just it, but, like it's damn near that though. Of like, there's so much. I will, I will say, around. I will say this: my Joshi 2010s journeys really opened me, opening my eyes to a lot of things that I'm not aware of. Whether it's uh, past stars of the '90s or mid carters that I wasn't aware of, mm-hmm. uh, discovering how good, how truly good Ayumi Kurihara was, and she was just wrong place in the wrong generation type situation mm-hmm. Kana's origins I uh, mm-hmm. the quality of matches in the training of this gener this particular generation that we're in right now is a much higher quality than in 2010 2011 2012 we get so much higher quality matches than before now, do you think that is? Do you think that's a situation where like the match, the matches, um, just don't hold up, or do you think like literally, like fundamentally from the from the ground up, we're just fundamentally, okay, okay, because you know, like I, you know, I'll I'll throw on some all Japan in a heartbeat, like you know, I, I've I've come to figure out what my favorite like type of all Japan matches, and is literally like Manami Toyota versus a hoss, and she's in peril and she's crashing and burning. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I have come to realize, like a lot of these matches that like you're heralded as like you know these all time great matches. You know, and this is the case for tons of wrestling, right? Like I'm a person like I, I can't, unless it's like the the best of the best stuff. Like don't give me any matches forty years old. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or thirty five years old. Get the fuck out of here. But um, like I look through some of this like all Japan stuff from the ninety all Japan women stuff from the nineties. I'm like, I'll be like, okay, watch it five minutes. Look at the time, and it skips the last ten minutes. 
So, like, I was wondering, like, how you felt about the 2010s, um, if it's a, you know, if it's some of... Yeah, don't get me wrong, there are good matches. Like the, okay. But you, yeah, you, there, you just, there are good there are good matches out there. I just the, want to get the, an understanding, that's all. Um, yeah, the amount of quality is much higher, like, the, the output mm. is way higher today. Okay. As much of the scene, I think, is, is it's also younger. I think it's, it's tra- they're, they're, they're trained and in their prime, and they're actually wrestling against each other. Okay. While back then there was still a lot of those stars from the '90s and early 2000s uh, that were hanging around and made events. Uh, Oz Academy had their style, of course. Uh, Wave still had Gammy kicking around. <laughs> you still involved with Wave or no? Yeah, she's she's still on it. Okay. She'll, yeah. Uh, she's not wrestling though. She's not I beating. Not. Beat, yeah, yeah. She's not beating everybody. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, who? I'm sure there's still a few. I, was, I mean, obviously there's still AJW's around, but like you know, like that whole like if you were an RCN, like who, like Aquino, you meant you know, who else? Well, you you had Toshimatsu, ran ran Yu They were kicking, kicking around. Tomoko uh, uh, Nakagawa, like those are like the good mid carters mm-hmm. that were never stars. <laughs> okay, but they're they're. But the, the the scene was depleting and coming out of the dark age, and they were they were getting main event type opportunities because, you know, how many times can you truck out Kansai and and uh, Aja Kong in your main uh, like even at the time in, in 2011, Aja Kong was still mobile. Yep. But so much of her star power had diminished by that by that point. But she wasn't going to put over like these people weren't putting over the next generation. Because they 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 like it was so slim, they weren't there to put over essentially. But then when you had a Kurihara, for example, I like using her as my best example. Nobody would put her over. By by the time she was put over, it was already too late and a company closed. <laughs> <sighs> well, hopefully nomads. nomads no nomads got nomads got some things to do. They got yeah. they they got some hurdles. Yeah, but I'm optimistic. Yeah, I, I am too. Like at least for the short term. Like obviously, you know, who knows what this is? You know, even even a year from now. But just as far as like a person that wants to see, you know, high level women's wrestling, like just throwing that on was just a blast to watch. Like the three matches that I saw of it was just fun, especially the last two. Like those, it, it, you know, yeah, you gotta it, watch it, it that Kaho Hiroya Matsumoto match. I, I heard good things. I just didn't have uh, time for it because of the. Uh, I'm I'm never getting this far behind on Stardom ever again. That like <laughs> I just can't like because because it also like because I I love the promotion so much like it it literally like dehanced my experience whenever I was on Twitter, where it's like you know I was telling you off air like I always keep you muted because I have like 200 accounts muted. Just because like I don't I don't want to run the risk of being spoiled and like I have a mute list of muted words it's like almost as long and like you know like I it just I didn't want to be on and mess around and have like you know somebody that's from I don't know somebody from Gotamu spoil something from you know her some about her friend did something on on um, Nomads or something at um, <laughs> at Hannah's tribute show so. Uh, so that's why I was, you know, I just, I just can't get this stuck behind on stardom because it's like, it's just a, 
I just like feel like I'm completely out of the loop as far as you know pro wrestling, let alone anything else. Um, well, let me let me right quick uh, talk about the Hanukkah Memorial Show. Go ahead. So, I think the the big the big points were. I mean, it was the the fun undercard stuff that were there last year. Um, just a big memorial battle royal type stuff. Uh, Jungle Kiona, yeah, right. Jungle Kiona uh, returned to the ring. Uh, she looked pretty damn good. Uh, she says her knees hurt. I guess. Mm. Well, she had the botch surgery on one of them. That's what that was. That's what that was. I thought it was just she just had trouble healing, but I didn't know it was botched. Jeez. No, it was a botched surgery, and she had to get it done again. And uh, she's back. She she looked pretty good. And we'll 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 see how she sticks it out. I don't I don't know. I mean, she's got a shoot job now, so I don't, right. I don't know if uh, I don't know how much she'll be active. She claims she wants to be, but. She'd be perfect for nomads. <laughs> yeah, that way. Yeah, uh, especially w- at first when they're running x amount of months in between shows. Uh, hopefully that picks up over time and they get more successful. Blah blah blah. Uh, Kyoko Kimura came back to the ring. They had a very emotional match, especially in the middle where they're trading forearms and basically bust out in tears. Uh, mm. Pretty sad stuff. Uh, Kiona got the win. That was nice. Then Sakurada did her shtick. Uh, for a lot of the semi-main events. How was it? Fine, I guess. It's Sakura Hirota. She was doing Hanukkah tribute stuff, and it's fine. I, I know, but it's... I, I guess under the pre... I guess under the, the circumstance, you can't say it's bad if it was bad, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook for that one. Yeah, it's like... I, I'm not a, a fan of Sakura like at all, but I think I've seen under, like, under this under this circumstance, it's fine. I, I no think I've seen it. like two of two of her matches that I didn't think were terrible. Well, don't watch the Catch the Wave comedy block. Like, I, like the the match she oh, had wait. against Mako when she's dressed up like uh, Chigusa is fucking hilarious because she has she has like Chigusa's mannerisms down like to a T in a screen. Oh no, she's very like yeah. for what she does and that like that goal. She gets everything down. She yeah. she goes all out. She doesn't yeah. she doesn't half ass it. I, yeah, yeah. I but, appreciate but, that. Yeah, part. I under, I understand that, but at the same time, like I've also she's also had like one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life before. Like I was There's telling a lot you of that match is horrendous. Yeah, uh, yeah just <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. Ugh. I've seen the same thing. But yeah, she did she did she she cosplayed as Hanakamura. She did all of her away to time mannerisms and whatnot. Uh oh, I forgot to mention that uh the former Kagetsu, and they were calling her Kagetsu throughout the show. So, her, did, did they for wrestling, for wrestling persona wise? I think it's I, I I got the impression that it's okay to call him Kagetsu in terms of wrestling. Okay, but but in like life, Yui Shino. Okay, does that does that make sense? I think it does. Um, it, it play it goes by what he wants to be called. Right. right. I mean, that's all. That's what it comes down to. You you call you call him whatever he wants to be called. Um, like so for me, I mean, so if, for me, if everyone's calling him Kagetsu in the ring, and even the wrestlers were, then I'll see it uh, clearly. I I got the impression he didn't have an issue with it. I you know, um, I am going to tr- like I am going to try my damnedest not to botch this, um, like. The, the pronouns is easy, but I've known him as Kagetsu, you know, for most of it. So, like, 
if I, I look at it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to call him by his name. In like you just saying, uh, how do you pronounce his? How do you pronounce his first name now? I think it's just you, you Ishino. Okay, so for, yeah, okay, so you, you Ishino. Like I, I, um, like I'm going to. I may, I may slip up, and I hope that I am given some grace on that. It is not intentional whatsoever. Like that, I just you know, um, but yeah, like so. You said he was there. He was there. Got involved. Did a Uedo Tai dance. Uh, okay. Had a had a had a few moments in the Kyoko Kimura match. Uedo Tai for life, yo. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, she's yeah, because Kyoko handed basically handed it over to him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the main event was just so good. Uh, Big Dave four star type match. <laughs> four star plus. Uh, okay. Shuri and Venny just killed it out there. I'm kayfabing that as a red belt defense. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> before or whatever it is. Like so well, good. I mean, I mean, I don't know who won, but you know, if, if I, I and I have my assumptions of who did win or if it went to a draw, but like if there was a decision, if like look. There, there are a lot of things that I would that I would uh, like to see for the rest of the year, and I got to say, like, and Oscar Vinny versus uh, Shuri match would be for a red belt would be, man, please, that's a dream. That's, Go that's, when, I wouldn't say dream match because it's already happened, but sign me up. Just, just go into that kayfabe and that it's a red belt defense. Okay, and you'll you'll come out of that going damn good. <laughs> Hell yeah, four stars plus. I don't know. I mean, on my on my scale, I go through. I, I have one a recommendation three, right? scale one yeah. through three. Highly recommend. Uh, anyways, uh, that was full three. Didn't even question. I was like, okay. holy shit! All right, <laughs> excellent All right. stuff. Really liked it. Yeah, so I I'm gonna check it out. Obviously, um, it's just uh, just got so far behind on everything. I I can't let it ever happen again. Like, but but yeah. Um, JD, thanks, man. Like, um, so uh, you mentioned some plugs, but get all your plugs in. Get all your plugs in. Yeah, Redleaf Retrocast uh, got a new host. Joined the podcast uh, recently. Uh, AW New Japan fan. Uh, she's very ambitious. She is new to the whole podcasting game. I'm glad to have her. Uh, name's Ricky. That's what she goes by. Okay. Uh, that's Redleaf Retrocast. All platforms uh, do All Japan Women Destiny. Uh, also on that feed, I that's where I throw out uh, after a certain period of time, the Joshi 2010s goes out on that feed for free. Uh, but if you want them early, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash redleafretrocast, reference that a lot on this one. And uh, for the higher tiers, I do LLPW and live show reviews, those kinds of things. So a lot of Joshi content, a lot of women's wrestling content across the Patreon. Okay, so... Um, you have been, you normally do your, your every bi-weekly update on or power ranking for best women in the world. Um, yes, that's a project I've wanted to do this year with, uh, development essentially okay. across, across the world scene. Okay. I watch a lot of, um, AAA. Uh, there's an indie women's promotion in Mexico. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting is a good way or interesting is a hot. That's hilarious. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, because I frequent uh, Beyond Wrestling, they have their own like women's shows, so I, I watch a lot of that. Uh, there's Mission Pro. 
these are all the essentially prospects that WWE Impact or AEW will probably sign at some point down the line. Uh, if they get good enough, there's uh, the European scenes trying to come back. So there's some prospects out there. Uh, it's just a nice little power rankings thing, like what ESPN does kind of deal. And I uh, just try to be realistic on kind of where, what the skill level and what you can expect out of, out of wrestlers. I'm not putting like a 15 year vet as power rank number three, because their, their time has come and gone. I may like Kimberly, but she's not AEW material. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah. I am it's going, specifically I am outside. Going to, I am going to quickly transition away from Kimberly and all that shit is around her of the last. Oh couple yeah, months. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Over but. to saying goodbye to everyone. Thank yeah. you, JD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Rough transition. Uh, thanks. That's it of the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um. And, uh, you know, we're listening to this on the uh, podcast stream. So um, go to our Red Circle, drop us off with a donation, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides one of the radio, you have Keeping a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Podcast, uh, Roman Watch This Shit, uh, the Great Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Meet the Press Slam, Get in the Ring, and AEW Match Guy. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Later.